Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Silver and Gold. Coming to the ring from parts unknown at a combined weight of 853 pounds, Piccolo and Dr. Zom. Silver and gold, we are back on the air. Episode, is this nine? I think it's nine. Sucks that I can't even keep up with that. Episode nine. Uh, This week, we're covering a couple of Charles Napier movies. First, before we talk about that. (laughs) I'm the loaf. I'm out of it this week. And with me is Mr. Doctor, the, the one and only Zom. Mr. Doctor, the one and only. <laughs> Thank you for that introduction, Daddy. And um, <coughs> we just had a little uh, uh, bit of hijinks on the toilet, but I'm ready to roll. <laughs> and uh, yes, me as well. And uh, yeah, so yeah, like I said, this week we're doing a couple Charles Napier movies. Uh, Charles Napier, uh, for those of you that didn't know, passed away last week, um, the same day as Steve Jobs. Um Probably Ooh. overshadowed a little bit. Yeah, some some dude that made computer shit. Um, so we decided to cover a couple of um, Charles Napier movies. Uh, we got a Russ Meyer movie, Cherry, Harry, and Raquel from 1970, I believe. The um, Russ Meyer kind of kind of made Napier a, a, a face in Hollywood. I think yeah, he never made it super big, but made him a chin. Made him a chin in Hollywood. And a cock. And then uh, a uh, Umberto Lindsay movie from 1992. And let me say, when I when I see an Umberto Lindsay crime thriller, I get excited. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then you yeah. watch this. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> Hornsby and Rodriguez or Mean Tricks from 1992. Um, also starring some other people I don't know. So before we, uh, before we review those... We are, as usual, going to talk about what we watched this week. And I think Zom's list is really short this week. So It's shorter than what it usually is, and I'm not even joking. <laughs> oh, because um, uh, I don't know why. I haven't been doing anything. Sleeping a lot. I think I've been sleeping. That's probably why. Okay. Now let's start off with my list, which will start out with a movie called – it's an Australian movie, and it's called Snowtown. Uh, this was on the recommendation from the Rach on Film, Girls on Film podcast. Um, and uh, I just want to say to Rach, uh, thank you for depressing the shit out of me for about uh, the past whole week. That's probably why I haven't been watching any movies because after watching this movie, um, yeah, you probably should go on Prozac. But it's very good. <laughs> uh, I knew nothing about it. Uh, it's based on a true story. 
and uh, I think they keep it fairly close to the story. And um, it's it's a it's it's good. It's very good. And so far, now we were just talking about our uh, end year end top list or whatever, and uh, it will be on my list. Um, but it is very, very, very bleak and very, very, very. Um, mm, ugh. Anyway, I don't want to talk to you because I, I think everyone should try and find it and watch it uh, because it's good. It really is good. Um, kind of had a. Um, Oh, um, drawing a blank here. Fastbender, uh, the girl dancing fish. You, you lost me. Oh my God, Jesus! Sing a song for a minute. Bad street Atlanta, GA. Bow, bow, bow. Baddest street in the whole USA. Fish tank. There you go. Okay, it, it kind of re- it kind of reminded me of fish tank a little Shook bit. Something loose uh, there. Yeah, well, I shook something loose before we started, too, Daddy. Uh, but it kind of reminded me of that because it does take place in kind of a, a squalor, kind of a rundown area and the people that live there. Uh, but it's it's really good. Find it and check it out. Oot. Um, the next thing I watched wasn't a movie, <laughs> um, but it was uh, Star Trek, uh, the original series, which I guess nowadays you have to put – uh, the original series at the end of what we know, knew as Star Trek, uh, and it was the the um, episode with uh, Ricardo Montalban as Khan, and um, I um, purchased some cough drops, which are stuck in my mouth. Excellent uh, professionalism here, but it's better than <laughs> hacking, Daddy. Um, but uh, I purchased a couple of. Um, DVDs that had the best of episodes of the original series Star Trek, and uh, this was a good one. And um, I would like to hopefully, when they, if and when they make another new Star Trek movie, since they kind of gave it a a time bending thing, so they could do other stuff. I would not mind seeing Khan come back, and Montalban was outstanding in this. And I was laughing at how his he was so care. I mean, he was a a uh, genetically enhanced, he was almost like a Roy Batty kind of a guy where they were genetically enhanced and took over a a bunch of countries on earth. Um, But he obviously, his charisma level was amped up because this, um, (laughs) this chick uh, who was the historian of the enterprise nearly, she had to wipe off her crotch every time she saw him. And uh, he was like, now you must ask to stay and speak to me. And she's like, you know, her nipples are fucking getting hard and she's getting all damp and everything. And just by looking at him and please, Khan, don't ask me to betray the whole ship. <laughs> you either betray the whole ship or you won't get any of Mandalban. But it was good. I still like it. Um, and, uh, you know, watching those Star Trek shows, Jesus Christ, I start watching them and they're like candy daddy. You just keep popping them in your mouth. Uh, the next movie I watched, <laughs> do you have the music ready? Oh, 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 no, I don't. I, I'm, I've just been caught with my pants down. Oh, what? Oh, I mean, it's because uh, I was talking about Montalban, isn't yes, it? You and go. you had your pants down. The next movie, I want to tell you, I saw a movie this week. That movie starring Ryan Gosling. Finding Raffin and uh, that Ron Perlman, and that movie was called Drive. Drive. 
right. And uh, people, I want to tell you something. Um, if I give you this music, you better not shit on this movie. <laughs> Cut the music. <laughs> no, 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 no. I um, I like this movie. Um, it was I. The buildup for it was so great that I thought there was no way that it could live up to um, the hype. And um, I thought it was really good. (laughs) (laughs) But. No, I thought it was really good. Um, I liked it. Um, The only, I only had one problem with it. Well, maybe two problems. Um, Like the music that you're playing right now, and the background music and stuff like that, I didn't mind at all. And I knew they were going for that 80s kind of a thing yeah. with his jacket and all that shit. Um, the pop kind of songs that they played with the girl singing, mm-hmm. I just, I, I didn't like it. I didn't like oh, that. I love those songs. I was like, uh. Um, so I didn't like that. And I know what like Will and Sammy and other people were saying about how Ruffin um, could be this modern day Sam Peckinpah of, you know, like ultra violent kind of stuff. I found that almost like that it didn't need that. It was good enough. It could have, they could have like when he was, I mean, I, 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 don't want to get, but there was a part where someone was stomping on someone's head, yeah. and I don't think it needed to be like. I mean, they could have just showed him and showed the girl's reaction, and not had to show the actual. You know, I think that it was it was such a good movie and so good that he didn't need that gimmick. Oh, and I mean, I know you you you're probably not thinking the same way, same thing. But that's just, you know, when I was watching it, and I'm not opposed to any kind of violence like that. I mean, yeah. like, you know, The Godfather, uh, the the Wild Bunch, Bonnie and Clyde with the ultraviolence, uh, uh, Walking Tall, even like, you know, uh, or, or, you know, Rambo or whatever, First Blood or whatever. Um, but um, I don't know. It just it was like it didn't it didn't need it at all. It was that good. It didn't need it. And I don't think it added. <sighs> that much to it to have some, and there wasn't a ton of it, but I mean, just some of the stuff. Yeah. Like that one scene right there, I was just kind of like, eh, you know, because I'm, I'm almost like of the Alfred Hitchcock thing where you don't have to show it. It's, or in the horror movies where you don't actually have to show the stuff. It's, it's the person's reaction or this and that, that, that could have done it. You don't need that. But anyway, I can see that your, your thoughts. No, no, no. I mean, I could, I could see that. I, I've heard Gosling talk about the movie and saying that he wanted it to be a movie. And I know he had, I'm pretty sure he had a lot of creative input on this as well. I don't think it was all, um, it was all reffing. Right. Uh, The, and I heard him say he wanted it to be the kind of movie where you would kind of like yell in the theater or like, like laugh or, or just like have a good time. Like it's a theater movie Mm -hmm. where Mm -hmm. you're going to be like, Oh, with the other, like, and there's a couple scenes like that. And, Mm -hmm. In the theater, that is exactly the reaction that happened at the scenes that I'm sure you're talking about. Because I know there's one other particular one too. Mm. Um, well, I just I, I, that's that's just one knock. At, and and yeah, as far as the rest of it goes, I really liked it. I liked uh, Albert Brooks was excellent, um, and um, 
Breaking Bad dude was really good. Um, <laughs> I can't even remember his names. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, Ron Perlman is just so weird looking. God. I mean, my God, if that guy is not uh, the missing link, uh, <laughs> and I'm not talking about Dewey Robertson missing link. I'm talking about actual, like, they need to check his, he must have been thawed out of ice or something somewhere. But he was good. I mean, I, I think he's good, but uh, he just does teeth, and I don't know what the fuck's going on with that face. Um, but it was a good movie. I thought it was good. And the, the only thing, another thing is I I never, I guess, I don't know if I'd say I'd never noticed, but maybe it was just in this movie how Ryan Gosling mumbles and kind of, you know, he's he's being very soft-spoken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's just like, <laughs> English, motherfucker. Anyway, thank um, you. Thank you for the I, I liked it. Let's move on. Thank you I don't for the wanna, glass I don't of water. I don't your bubble. Um, but it was good. I, I, Oh, and another thing with that movie is, um, as I was watching it, I mean, this is just me. This is just Dr. Zom's opinion as I talk to myself about myself in the third person. I saw Michael Mann all over this movie. Okay. I, I just did. And and I even asked Will about that because he doesn't like Michael Mann. And I said, dude, two of the movies that you have touted so much in the last couple of years were The Town and Drive. And both of those, I just saw Michael Mann influence all over it. And he, he explained to me, he said, it's not, you know, he just, it's not that he doesn't think he's talented. It's just that, um, he that he thought that people were riding on his dick, or uh, actually his, his the Canadian quote was sucking Michael Mann's dick way too much. Um, so it just I guess that bothered him. Okay, well I'm moving on to another movie, which is now this movie. I thought the violence and the action in this was done. It was just done. No, it wasn't as as graphic uh-huh. and it wasn't as and i think that that because it wasn't it was done it was done i shouldn't say i don't know if i want to say better because it, it wasn't it just, it just worked for you better yeah and and the car chases and stuff in it were really good and that movie is stroker ace <laughs> <laughs> i caught you there didn't i <laughs> Um, Stroker Ace. I watched this. I don't know why. I like when I watched um, Smokey and the Bandit 2, and now I'm watching Stroker Ace. And um, this movie is good to watch to just fucking. I mean, it's just an abortion. It's so (laughs) fucking. Burt Reynolds is so with that. Goddamn fake ass fucking wig, and the ha 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 ha, and Jim Neighbors. I mean, fuck man, <laughs> Jim Neighbors cock blocking Burt Reynolds, who's trying to fuck Lonnie Anderson, who has a helmet head of hair. That blonde hair, it looked like she could just take it off like a football helmet. And now she did have, she has a nice body when Burt raped her when she was drunk and passed out. <sighs> I like that scene. The next day when he's like, nothing happened. Yeah, whatever. Fucker, he was undressing her and she was unconscious naked. And But, you know, that was, it was um, uh, Ned Beatty. It was the whole Burt Reynolds troop of people. And I bet you he watches this movie now and thinks about him and Lonnie Anderson and just wants to vomit his guts out. Because she's, you know, 
you you take both sides of the story. He talked about how she spent like money like crazy and everything, but you know, Bert was basically a drunk and a pill popper, so I'm sure he wasn't too much to fucking uh, right, great right. to be around. So fuck him. And <laughs> every time I hear that laugh, I want to punch his skinny ass in the fucking face. Because um, I used to like him, you know, but I don't know. I don't like that kind of. Ugh, he just is so. Um, uh, watched America's Most Hated. <laughs> What's this? Oh, somebody's trying to request me because they want to talk to me on Skype, even though I don't know who they are. Abigail. Anyway, I digress. Um, America's Most Hated Family, which was a uh, the uh, Louis uh, Theroux documentary, which Loaf apparently hates all documentaries. Um, every single one of them. Every single one of them. Uh, it's about the uh, Westboro Baptist Church. I like this documentary. And then he did one where he goes back and revisits them years later after some of them have left the family. This is a good companion piece for that uh, Kevin Smith turd, uh, Red State. Uh, <laughs> um, and I'm still I will stand by this there are some of the granddaughters that are of age that are Fred Phelps's granddaughters that I would screw because I think they're hot because they have that crazy look they're crazy but they're kind of hot right I would turn them against <laughs> turn them I would turn them against the Lord um, next one was Groundhog Day yes. and uh, that was Bill Murray and uh, what's her name uh, had that Chris Elliott and uh, that Amy, uh, the one that was in Tarzan that they dubbed her voice out or whatever. But uh, that's just one I watched while I was falling asleep on the couch, and I watch it a few times. I like comedy sometimes. I'm a funny guy. Uh, the next one was Live Like a Cop, Die Like a Man. And uh, let me tell you something, people. I know most of you cinephile people out there probably have seen this movie and know all the you know people and blah 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 but this is my first time seeing it and i could have set my can of a and w root beer on the end of my erection because <laughs> i like this movie that much i swear to god this one i will buy this movie i don't even care if it's available i'll still buy it it was that good it was fucking awesome uh watch this movie uh the next one was called sweepers with Dolph Lundgren and uh, some chick, and I can't remember what her name was, but she had, she was like an uh, a MILF chick, so you knew that like at one time she was really hot, and she's still hot in this movie because she has the milfish body mm-hmm. and the milfish face and the milfish big boobs, but she got those fucking duck lips. And then I went and looked her up, and they have pictures of her when she was young, no duck lips, and then she got older, duck lips. Those lips that, like Lisa Rinna, sorry, Will, where the lips are blown up so much that, like, the insides of their lips are hanging out underneath, you know? I don't like that. Anyway. Is that Claire Stansfield? Yes. Yes, sweepers. But it was good. It was, uh, they were, uh, uh, like, uh, going and um, sweeping. No, they were uh, picking up or defusing landmines and shit like that. Uh, You know, it's, it's a... It's a straight-to-video Dolph movie, but I like just about everything Dolph's in. Yeah. Uh, I find something good about every movie he's in, even if it sucks. So you might not want to take my word for this one. Yeah, I'm, I'm I, also a Dolph apologist. Yeah. I like watching him fight and shoot and run because he's really slow. <laughs> and like even when he's doing karate, I mean, he moves so slow that it's, you know, but it's fun to watch because he's old. And I like that because he's old, you know, like me. Anyway, but I like <laughs> Dolph. Dolph, and I want to see him, and I've stated this on Facebook, Silver and Gold, 
uh, fan page or whatever the hell it is, the, the silver and gold mine, that my I want to see old Dolph have sex with Megan Fox on a videotape and have it released to the internet. <laughs> I had that fantasy this week, people. Anyway, no threesome, though. I just want to sit back and watch. Jonah Hicks. Uh, Superman Returns. <laughs> I watched this movie. Um, and it had that guy that looks like Christopher Reeves that played Superman. And he was also in Dylan Dog, which was one of the worst movies that I have seen in a long, long time. And it also had uh, the guy who plays his sidekick in Dylan Dog. Is uh, is it Jimmy Olsen? Yeah. Is his sidekick kind of guy in the newspaper in this one. And it's the same guy. And I hate that guy. I want to <laughs> kick him in the face as hard as I can. Kevin Spacey was good. Um, had you seen this before? Yes, I saw okay. it. Uh, I saw it one time a long time ago, and then I heard people just shit on it like crazy about how bad it was, and I liked it. I mean, it's slow moving. If you're a golf like... apologist, you're a big superhero movie apologist. <laughs> well, the reason I liked it was because he he went away, and it was all about you know his feelings and shit and how the people felt because he'd been gone for so long. So it had some emotion. Everybody wanted to see just action, action, action. You know, what's the matter with a little feelings? What's the matter with a little emotion? <laughs> so I like this movie. I thought it was good. And, um, and I, but you know, th- th- if they do another one, you know, we can get away from Lex Luthor for a while. It's like, you know, Magneto or whatever. You don't have to have every goddamn movie have the same guys. You know, there's a million comic book Superman. So we could have other people. Um, but I thought the guy did a good job that played Superman. What about a brainiac? Uh, yeah, I mean anybody, anybody. They could do, you know. And but the one thing I, you know, I don't understand why. I guess it's because we live in such a shitty, gloomy, fucking asshole world that they're like, well, we have to make Superman more modern day, so his cape can't be re- bright red. It has to be this fucking dark ass looking shit, and the even like his panties. And everything, everything <laughs> that was red was like this dark burgundy. It's like, what? Why can't, we can't have color in the world anymore? Nope. Give me a break. Anyway, moving right along. Uh, as a superhero uh, apologist, watched, also watched X-Men United, X-Men 2 or whatever it was called. Um, I like this one because it had cocks in it, and he was great. Oh, I thought as, you meant uh, penises. Yes. Well, it had that too. Um, uh, Admiral Stryker was fucking, or Colonel Stryker or General Stryker or whatever. It was fucking awesome. Brian Cox was fucking awesome. Uh, no offense to Danny Houston, who played him in the in the uh, shitty Wolverine movie, which I won't apologize for that one, even though um, this one, uh, I liked the chick that played uh, Lady Deathstrike. That was her fighting Wolverine was cool as shit. And when he <laughs> stabbed her with both claws in the stomach and he was like gutting her and she just looked down and had the, her eyes just got real weird and she reached down and grabbed his wrist and then started climbing up him and pulling his claws out. That was fucking awesome. And, uh, <laughs> this also still had Rebecca Romain Stamos in it. And I will say that Jennifer Lawrence from Winter's Bone is hot because I've seen her in some pictures in bikinis, but she is no Rebecca Romain Stamos who has a fucking fantastic body. Got see Colossus in there too, which was kind of cool. Anyway, moving right along. And I don't like that dick that played Pyro. I want to kick him in the face too. He kind of reminds me of the guy in the Superman. <laughs> Next movie I watched was Primary Colors with John Travolta. It's uh, getting to be election season. So I pulled that old VHS out and watched it. And I had a, um, let me uh, uh, sing a song. Doctor, oh, Emma Thompson. Emma Thompson played <laughs> Hillary Clinton in this, and uh, for some reason, as I was watching it, I wanted to have sex with her. 
as she was playing <laughs> one because she just was real stuffy and you know real cold and everything like that and that turned me on so anyway and john travolta was good as bill clinton but um there were times where i don't know he was trying to play that kind of country governor kind of a deal and mm-hmm. he was just kind of hamming it up a little bit too much i thought he kind of looked goofy sometimes i don't think he's a bad actor but i don't think he's a great actor yeah. um Next one I watched was uh, a documentary, which you hate all documentaries, was uh, the movie Salesman. Uh, and this was a Criterion movie, and it's like one of my favorite documentaries. You can find it on YouTube in like 10 parts or whatever. But it's it, uh, if you it, – it works for me because, first of all, I was a salesman for a couple of years out of college and uh, ended up hating it and just like, oh, my God, I hate my life and everything at that time. But if you like Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, it's um, – you'll see a lot of that in this. It takes place like in the in the late – maybe late, late 50s, early 60s, and so it is also um, a kind of a time capsule of that time with the cars, the way that people dress, they go into people's homes and stuff like that. So it's a, it's a really good documentary. If you like documentaries, if you don't, then don't watch that. I fucking hate them. You hate them. I hate them. <laughs> sons of bitches. You motherfucker. Watch a documentary every once in a while. You motherfucker. Uh, <laughs> okay. Now we're getting down to the, uh, down to the real nitty gritty because um, like I said, uh, two of the things that I've talked about were, Basically, TV shows. And the other one, uh, more Law and Order, Criminal Intent. I could watch this every day. And uh, they had one on, the one on that, um, I think I had said I would watch a Robin Williams movie that was kind of based on a true story and uh, about a little kid who supposedly had this disease uh, and had been uh, molested by her parents and a motorcycle gang and all this shit. And so she was in hiding and people were sending her all this money, a sob story deal, and it was all fake. It was a true story. So that was the one. And D'Onofrio, he's awesome, like him. I am reading another book, and this book is called – see, because we're very diverse here. We just don't talk about movies. And plus I didn't have a lot of shit on my list, so I'm adding this uh, <laughs> to, to keep my numbers up, uh, to make the show go longer. Uh, this, uh, we don't book hit two called, and a half hours. We're fucking up something. Yeah, goddamn, motherfucker. Um, uh, what now? Actually, people, we've been on, we've been talking now for uh, for about two and a half hours. Before <laughs> game on. Um, uh, the book is Gorgeous George, the outrageous bad boy wrestler who created American pop culture, and uh, it's pretty good. I like it. It um, it basically he's a very interesting story. Um, we were talking about the movie The One and Only with Henry Winkler, and uh, it was sort of based on Gorgeous George, yeah. uh, especially the the last character that he played which was the one and only or whatever. Um, but it's a good book. And um, John Waters actually has a uh, little quote on the uh, cover. Um, but um, yeah, it's kind of a, it's kind of a, you know, good about uh, a guy coming from nothing. And then he becomes this huge star that everybody, I mean, even today you say uh, gorgeous George is a household name even if people don't know who the fuck gorgeous george was you know you hear the name gorgeous george and then how he kind of uh you know the his descent into like alcoholism and he was had all this money and everything and basically lost everything um but it's a good book anyway uh other than that uh um that's about it that's all i got i don't have nothing i don't have much either yeah i'm sure i gotta give up the stick you had you had quite a bit. That was a good. Eh, 
But um, like I said, a lot of it's crap. Yeah. Well, that's, that's I watched I watched a, I watched some crap and I watched some some awesome this week. Um, you watched Drive again? I watched Drive again. No, I I uh, actually didn't watch it. Did, this didn't week. you? The um, but I'll probably watch it this week. The uh, and I will be getting the Tree of Life Blu-ray this week too if I can. Um, let's see. I watched uh, a John Woo I've never seen, Hard Target with Van Damme. Oh, and I saw that. I okay. So usually with action movies, mm-hmm. I like to drink some coffee and watch them in the morning because then I get all excited and they're awesome. I watched this at like two in the morning and it fucking ruled. <laughs> I did not need coffee. I did not need to be awake. This movie was great. Arnold Vassalou. I don't know why it only has a five and a half or whatever on IMDb. Because um, people are stupid. It was it was so oh it was ridiculous when he fucking, Lance Henriksen. Yeah, Lance Henriksen was so awesome when he fucking was on fire, like standing oh, there just like cursing. Yeah, <laughs> like ripping his coat off. That was really him. He was really on fire. <laughs> it's like son of a badge. He was. It wasn't like he was on fire and he was like. In pain, it was like he was mad. <laughs> he was mad that he was on fire. It was my coat. <laughs> it was that movie was so cool. And I also watched Face Off, which I have on Blu-ray. Um, Face Off's a little long for me, but it's still awesome. I mean, and I would like to see, um, I would like to see another Van Damme John Woo movie. I think that would be awesome. Well, I, my my thing about Face Off is this. I thought I wished they would have done it the opposite because I wanted to see Nicolas Cage be the crazy. Yeah, yeah. You only got to see him be the crazy fuck right at the beginning. And then they switched, but I thought it would have been better if Nicolas Cage would have been the crazy fuck. Right. You know? So that's the only thing I, I, the only real problem I had with it. So, yeah, and I wanted to see, because I had just come off the Van Damme. John Woo High. I wanted to see some more martial arts stuff in Face Off, which I guess no, neither of those guys are really built for that. So that's why I'm saying I'd like to see another Van Damme because I loved, I fucking like would just laugh out loud every time Van Damme would come up and he'd shoot a guy like six times and then kick him in the face. Yeah, and yeah, like yeah. His, it, his yeah. glasses would fly, the like dude's glasses would just fly <laughs> off or. Oh, it was so awesome. That was the first movie I ever saw that Arnold Vosselow in. And after that, I mean, now I, I I think I've seen The Mummy like once, and he was in that, which mm-hmm. I don't really give a fuck about The Mummy. But like when he was in that, um, the the something that was the, the Leonardo DiCaprio with the diamonds, Blood Diamonds. Yeah. Uh, he was in that. I mean, I like, oh my God, I, li- I thought that, man, that guy is great. You know, he was good in that as Lance Hendrickson's uh, kind like- of. He's like Henchman. a bald Billy Zane. Yeah, but I mean, no, oh, nah, Billy Zane's more sexy. <laughs> um, Lance Henderson, man, he was fucking. Remember when? when uh, hey, I'm sounding like Chris Farley. Remember that part when, um, when he was playing the piano yeah, and obviously yeah. not playing it, but he was playing it really intensely. He's yeah, an yeah. intense guy. So yeah, I mean, that was it was awesome, and yeah, and I mean, it's face off. I've seen a lot, and. The only thing that would have made that movie better is if one of the guys that they were hunting and that they killed was Ice T. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so you that have would to be good. See that in another movie. Maybe we, maybe we need to review Hard Target sometime with, with, oh. uh, with fucking. Um, I got a little now. There's a little wet spot on my jockey shorts with Deadly Prey. Deadly Prey. Oh. <laughs> no, de- was it Deadly Prey? No. Deadly Prey is the one that they're trying to make again. Yes, I want I Deadly just, Prey. Dead, yes, we'll have to do I that. I just got an Deadly this Prey and Hard Target. For everybody out there, what's the website where if you're trying to make a movie and you want funding? Kickstarter. Kickstarter. They are trying again 
to make Deadly Prey. They tried it already and they didn't get enough money. They want ten thousand dollars though. And yeah, they did tough. They, when... they didn't come close last time. And I just got an email since I uh promised them money last time uh for this one. So man, I'm telling you, if you people uh, see the um the new trailer that they did for the movie they haven't made yet. Oh my god. Fuck send in something. Give them a buck. Five Give bucks, couple, something. Uh, just a couple bucks. If it doesn't if it doesn't come off, you don't you don't lose anything. Yeah. But man, I'd love to see him fucking make that movie. So yeah, and then uh, Danton. Then I watched a movie that sucked ass called Pepper Secret Agent Double O X, or Checkmate. Uh, I think it was a British movie, and it's kind of a, kind of a soft core. Uh, Nothing wrong with spoof that. of James of James Bond, but goddamn, was it it was bad. Even the scenes where they had tits in it would be. It would, the way it would be filmed, like the camera would be moving around, and it was very blurry, and ugh, it was no good. Like the chick was hot, whoever played Pepper, and I don't even want to look it up because I don't care. But <laughs> she had a, her her helper was a like an R two D two type talking robot. It it actually had a voice, not beeps like R two D two, but it would roll around. But it was a giant like dildo with a red light on the top, like the balls were the base. Oh, and Emily would, would like the oh my, what? <laughs> what what what? Um, oh, no. it was a boring fucking movie. What was no. it called? Pepper, Pepper. Secret Agent 00X. Mm. Um, yeah. <sighs> Needless to say, that one's never been on DVD. Um, and I watched I watched Mean Frank and Crazy Tony. Uh, I don't know who directed that, but uh, it's it's a later Lead Van Cleef movie, um, an Italian movie. It's kind of like a prison movie almost at times. Um, hmm. It was pretty, pretty. It was interesting. I liked it. I mean, Lee Van Cleef was old. Yeah, he was. I mean, he was bald, but he was still thin. So it's always old. I think pretty much. Oh yeah, well yeah. yeah but he had gray. It had to be like mid seventies, maybe a little later. Um, and I mean, I know, I know he was doing movies all through the eighties, but I've got one. Uh, God, I can't think of the name of it with him and David Carradine. He was on that Ninja TV show. I can't remember what it was called, but there was a TV show about ninjas, and he was kind of like the uh, the guru kind of guy. I think it's been a long time since I saw it. It was only on for like maybe one season. Uh, yeah. Well, oh, and then last night I was uh, wading through the installation of iOS five on my iPhone and my iPad, which uh, if anybody went through that yesterday, the the servers were not happy, and um, so I had to actually work at Apple yesterday and field many 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 problems of people that had bricked their phones basically because the uh, update didn't go through and then their phone was just turned off and never came back on and that uh, might be like uh something that since steve jobs passed away they had like a uh doomsday device yeah so uh, there was a lot of unhappy people yesterday so and uh, the download just took forever so anyway i was trying to i was paying more attention to that i started watching uh the dolph longer movie direct contact from 2006 or something like that. I have it on DVD. I'm going to have to watch it again because there was some cool like action stuff, but I kind of half paid attention and didn't really keep my interest, but it seemed okay. It's, it takes I liked on. that one. Yeah. You didn't like it. I liked it. I, I mean, you know, I didn't hate it. Like I said, I was kind of half paying attention. Wait, 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 wait. Who who was in that besides Dolph Lundgren? Oh yeah, the a uh, uh, new patron saint, uh Michael Pare. Dog sides calling now, nothing is real. He actually sang that off screen a few times, like Dolph. Would and then Dolph off. Lundgren sang it too, and he went, 
With his broken jaw. <laughs> Nothing is real. God, I love Dolph. But yeah, like I'm gonna have Dolph to watch too. this one again because there were some cool like gunfights and car explosions and all that kind of yeah. shit. So. Um so yeah, that was it for me. I, I did watch all of Archer season two. Um, Jeez, man, do you even like movies? No. I I was really busy. I had I had a shit weekend at work, so I hardly I didn't watch any movies all weekend. Did um, you see the new Avengers trailer? Uh, no, but I saw somebody watching it at work. <laughs> well, I, I will say this. Um, I saw some publicity photos for this movie, like on the cover of Entertainment Weekly and stuff. Mm-hmm. And Mark Ruffalo, I don't know what he was trying to do when he was taking publicity photos. They had his hair styled in this fucked up way, and he's making this weird face like he's trying to look you know, smart or charismatic or something. Yeah, yeah. It's Mark Ruffalo can't look charismatic. He's, I like him in, uh, <laughs> the one about the, uh, the guy that killed people. But man, you know, that movie about that dude, that, he's like, so low people. key. And, you know, he's, yeah, but, um, but the trailer, um, uh, as I was watching the entire trailer and this is for you, Emily, I thought to myself, you know, God, I wonder if they're going to show the Hulk because people shit on the Hulk movies, you know, how the Hulk looked and everything. And I got through, it was like, say, a two-minute trailer or something like that, uh, a minute and 20 seconds. And I was like, fuck, they're not going to show the Hulk. And then right at the end, (laughs) they showed the Hulk. So Ruffalo's going to be the Hulk now? He's Dr. Bruce Banner. Banner. Oh, boy. I I never saw Captain America, so I, I need to get, or Thor, so I guess I need to get caught up. I guess Thor's going to be in the Avengers too, right? Yeah, 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 Thor's yeah. Thor's yeah. a fucking weird choice for the Avengers at any time. Thor should have just in been. The Avengers, dude. I know he is. I know. I'm just saying, like, we got Captain America. We got yeah. fucking Iron Man. Like, those two can go together. We right. got Ant Man or whoever the fuck was in there. No, no, but see, that, but that's what we were talking about today. Ant uh, Ant Man or Giant Man, because Hank Pym, the wife beating superhero, um, was in the original. Avengers, but he's not in this one, and neither is Wasp. But they do have um, Jeremy Renner, Renner as Hawkeye, and Hawkeye was not an original Avenger. And let me tell you something. Are they going to make if a Hawkeye movie? If you're going to fucking make movies, you should really try <laughs> to respect the people in the book and the fans that have watched these fucking movies. Thor is just a weird choice always, I think, for the Avengers because he's not like he's not a human. He's just, you know, he loves Earth. I know, but why he, he just wants needs to, to avenge and it's good to have that power, man. You got to have that power. In like Doctor Strange, he just needs to exist nah, in like a, his Doctor own world. Well, yeah. I don't like Doctor Strange in any group. <laughs> well, no, he was good in the Defenders. When it was Silver Surfer, Submariner, Doctor Strange and the uh, Hulk. Defenders Hulk. They he's, defended the Earth against like big things. Hulk's a weird one to be in the Avengers too because he's so unpredictable. Yeah, but see, he was only in there for a, just right at the beginning, and yeah. then because he was, he said, you know, and he talked more in the beginning. And we're sounding like two nerds. <laughs> let's get to some titty. Let's get to some titties. Uh, actually, let's get the let's get the shitty out of the way first. We'll do oh, shitty then titties. Hmm. Um, yeah, okay. Yeah, let's gonna, do that one. We're going to do Mean Tricks first. Um, that was okay. all we watched this week. Uh, let's come back and cover some nape. And uh, maybe, we'll, maybe we'll be able to squeeze something good out of this one. So, um, 
we take a break, I might have to squeeze something good out of me. <laughs> We're going to take a break, and we'll come back and do Mean Tricks or Bruce Hornsby and The Range and Rodriguez. We'll be right back. That's just the way it is. Do you find yourself looking for a different type of genre podcast? Do you find yourself on the weekends wondering when you will find that one film that might change your life? Well, then maybe you should check out The Gentleman's Guide to Midnight Cinema with your host Big Willie and the Samurai. Bringing class to the trash since 1977 and rocking the house. You can find The Gentleman at ggtmc.com. to the trash. Cherry honey got me stuck on a rope. You got me running around with the fear in my head. We're back. God damn, I love Jesus and Mary Chain. Mm. Jesus came. and Mary Chain. Good. Cherry, Cherry came to is the name of that song. Uh, I should have saved it before Cherry, Harry, and Raquel, but tried to do the uh, the music this week. Tried to make one Cherry, Harry, Raquel, but couldn't find a good song called Raquel so or about Harry people I did get a I did get a Bauhaus song called Harry that we'll play next but <laughs> it's nice all right so uh yeah we're gonna cover Mean Tricks first this is uh Umberto Lindsay I'll let, I'll let you introduce it and I can take the lead here so okay this uh this movie is called Mean Tricks and uh yeah <laughs> or Hornsby A. Rodriguez Rodriguez Vida Criminale Criminale Okay, 1992, this movie stars Charles Napier, and uh, uh, it also stars Charlemagne Napier, Divad uh, Warbach, uh, and um, this movie, this movie, Divad Warbach. Where was he? Divad Warbach. Frank Mendoza. I don't even remember who the fuck he was. Frank Mendoza. Jesus, this movie. Dude. <laughs> um, did you watch this movie, or did I'd... you half-ass it like you did that Dolph Lundgren movie? <laughs> you son of a bitch! This movie you forced me to half-ass it. I gave it. I, I could. Get, I could hardly even give it one cheek. 
Okay, did it was like a quarter. I quarter asked this one. Just tell me right now, did you half ass this movie? I quarter asked this movie. When you were on the uh, v- <laughs> VLC player, did you fucking speed it up? No, no, no. I watched this one on my PlayStation. I watched it straight through. God damn you. Anyway, okay. Um, Brian Hornsby is an ex-FBI agent who is going and looking for somebody. <laughs> and that's it. Because I don't really want to fucking put that much more effort into this turd. Oh my god, why didn't we cover Moonfire? Truckers battle a Nazi who is hidden out in Mexico. Because you picked this, you motherfucker. God damn it. Um, it's Umberto Lindsay. Son of a bitch. Fuck. Oh, Lindsay, you motherfucker. All right, so anybody that's familiar. Let Warbeck direct this, I guarantee it. <laughs> or Napier, maybe, but I doubt it because I think Napier might have a little bit more talent. This is this is Umberto Lindsay. He did he did Cannibal Ferox. He did what else? God, Gang War in Milan. He did uh, Quiet Place to Kill, which I hear is good. I never saw that one. So so sweet, so perverse, paranoia. I mean, the guy made movies through the '60s, and I've seen did, I've seen several. Did Lars William recommend uh, this movie? He did not. Oh, he did oh. Rome, Armed to the Teeth. He did Syndicate, Sadist, Violent Naples. I mean, this guy made some awesome crime movies. Yeah, in this the 70s. just had did not happen to be one of them. Yeah, twenty years <laughs> later. 20 years after 20 years after the success of Umberto Lenzi, <laughs> he made a movie about Brian Hornsby, an ex-FBI agent going looking for someone. I don't honestly fucking even remember the main thing of the I, I think okay, he had it's his old partner, like his old partner's died and he's in South America. It's getting revenge. So so Hornsby's looking, Napier's looking for his old, or what what happened maybe is to his old partner. His old partner looks like he was dealing in some shady shit. I'll be honest with you. If we spoil this whole movie, I don't think anybody would give a fuck. <laughs> it's don't not worth watch this down. movie. So, um... So yeah, the I mean, we, you know, there's there's some funny observational stuff in this movie. Yeah, the plot-wise, God, it was boring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... I tell you, I tell you, I, I, I'll get to it. There, there's an awesome part with Napier, uh, intoxicated. <laughs> that was my fucking highlight of the movie. So, yeah, I mean, the, you get definitely, definitely some awesome like early '90s fashion in the movie, and that's mm-hmm. honestly like a, what are, where a lot of my notes would end up. Um, like he shoots a dude at the beginning, and right through this hideous like kind of poorly cut uh, Ocean Pacific cut uh, shirt. And that that is instantly what I thought. He shot a dude right in the chest, and they got blood on the Ocean Pacific shirt. And I was like, "Oh my god, the poor Ocean Pacific shirt." Op. <laughs> yeah, it was a nice op. It had Paul Orndorff, like gray and uh, uh, blue striped kind of a <laughs> sweatshirt that had been cut into a t-shirt. It was terrible. I had um, a really cool Ocean Pacific t-shirt when I was a kid. I never. I didn't have too much Ocean Pacific. Stuff Just one, me. and I don't think I paid like. Full price for somehow because I, I was cheap, so I didn't never never bought anything new that was. This is this is how much I like this movie that I'm discussing a T-shirt <laughs> that I had when I was in like sixth grade, but it was really cool. I had what's his face, uh, the you know the uh, Panama Jack that I have Panama, those shirts, Panama you know. Jack, yeah, yeah. 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 So yeah, and, and Napier is wearing this giant fucking suit in the movie. Like it's yes. the worst tailored suit I've ever seen. It's not like '90s tailored with like big shoulders. It's just fucking. It looks like. It would be on like William Smith. It you may ask yourself, why am I wearing this suit? And 
you may ask yourself, why am I in this movie? And when the days go by, water flowing. I thought fucking Talking Heads, that, that video where he's wearing the big suit. Yes, exactly. It is, it is like this huge, stupid looking suit. And I thought, is Charles Napier just like, did he lose like a bunch of weight because he had cancer or something? No, you saw him with a shirt off later. And yeah. He normal. It and- just funny the suit's fucking like four feet wide at the shoulders and then just goes straight down from there <laughs> it's the worst tailored suit ever maybe that's how they tailor suits in south america i don't know um i did have a good laugh when there's uh when he first gets to south america and he's uh, at the public lockers and he's pulling out this briefcase of something i don't even remember what the fuck was in it and these two dudes like it does this weird like there's a lot of like funny crash zooms in the movie and it just does these a cut to these two like military police guys just watching him and they have these giant fucking silver helmets on and these and the giant aviators so it's just like i guess you're supposed to get the the clue that they're watching him pull this suitcase out of a out of the thing but it just shows their faces just rapid fire two dudes with giant helmets on i laughed really i i I got a good chuckle at that one that one was pretty funny all right i'm putting my pants on as we speak go ahead (laughs) i'm wearing i'm speaking of poorly cut i'm wearing these fucking these boxers that are like the worst cut ever like you if you walk more than ten feet in them, they just they go up, and then you like uh, balls fall out of the bottom. They're, I hate the bunch up God. boxers when they bunch up, oh, especially when you have your suck. pants on because then it looks like you have a big diaper on. Yeah, and they, if you have a big butt to start with, <laughs> you fuck man. Uh, Unless the women like the big butt, Napier's not given a lot. Uh, he he's good for um, delivering some you know funny lines. Uh, he's not given a lot here. He did have a good one. This is. Uh, the his partner Rodriguez, his that he doesn't really like at first, um, says something about cajones, and he's like, "Nobody wants to see your balls in a jar, kid. Let's go." <laughs> you know, I mean, he's not giving a ton, Chance but sticking out. Nobody um, wants to see your balls. So, yeah, and there's a there's another kind of silly part where he's talking to somebody about something about what happened in the past. So he's remembering the past. It's a it's, <laughs> and the movie opens with this ridiculous slow motion gunfight. And he remembers this later on. And as he's remembering this this boat explosion, it slowly zooms in on his face, and like his eyes are highlighted by the light coming in from the blinds. And I'm just like, really? Come on. Um, during the slow motion sequence, uh, right at the beginning, I'd never seen a motherfucker run funnier than Charles Napier. <laughs> because it, it, I thought, uh... is he running? Is this in slow motion, or is he just pretending to run in slow motion because it didn't look like it was in slow motion. It looked like he was pretending to run in slow motion. And Charles Napier runs like a dog, dog paddling in the pool, (laughs) except he's standing up. It Uh, was the weirdest looking thing I've ever seen. I I was like, what the fuck? At the, at the end of the, at the end of the conversation, conversation where he's remembering the gunfight, somebody asked him, so you don't know another one of the amazing crash zooms in he's looking over his shoulder and he's like, no, not yet. (laughs) And I I got a good laugh out of that one too. It's like, really? Come on. This is fucking ridiculous. Um, there's a, there's a bunch of, there's a bunch of awesomely dressed henchmen in the movie. Um, I, I thought of, uh, Will and Sammy when, uh, there's this one dude, they show a few times. Um, he's wearing this like, tropical toned like kind of striped rayon shirt this fucking <laughs> belly opened up to his belly button and tucked into these like pleated khakis and then he's wearing this fucking he's got a slick back ponytail and a necklace that's like a combination shark tooth with a bolo tie 
it's like long down the middle. Uh, oh, it's, uh, it's so bad. They would love that guy. Um, and then the they've got this other chick that goes along with them too. Speaking of, you know, more on the bad fashion. This is what I'm focusing on in this fucking movie. Um, this chick that I guess it's the it's Rodriguez's secretary. Mm-hmm. And when they make her quote unquote hot with a giant frizzy hair and the fucking this red dress that just blew out the contrast on my TV. <laughs> <laughs> It was a little back, tight back in the day with the with an old tube TV that would have caused static that you would have heard like that that dress would have come on you would have like <laughs> <laughs> you know you remember that remember the TV like, the bright colors on the old TVs uh, that used that to old. I, we only had like high def TVs <laughs> since I was a small child uh, quit, oh, tr- quit turning that goddamn knob so fast so so Be I like guess my dad I guess was it Warbeck that that. I don't even he had remember. he had the uh, did, what now wasn't he the one that had the red Corvette? Was that him? I, I don't know I don't Mendoza know. So, yeah yeah Mendoza that was Mendoza so Mendoza grabs Napier's chin at one point and like he's like yelling in his face <laughs> just to see real <laughs> I just had this like I heard this I could hear a voice in my head saying my fingers can't contain it like Napier's chin just takes no, over no, no, this no, dude's no, no. hand okay okay f- 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 I fucked up I fucked up. Mendoza, David Warbeck, was the bad guy that Napier was looking for. I have no idea who that guy in the red Corvette was or why he was even really <laughs> I actually don't even remember. in the movie. It doesn't fucking matter. Yeah, uh, I know. I know it doesn't. So the dude's holding Napier's chin. Like, Napier's, you know, the, the whole classic, like, one henchman on each arm and then, like, the yeah, main yeah, bad yeah. guy that can't fight for himself is, like, grabbing the, the hero's face. He grabs Napier's chin, and let me tell you, that, that chin cannot be contained in a man's hand. It's obvious at that point. It, it, that is an overflowing hand that guy has at that point. A woman could love that chin a so, lot. So, I mean, this I guess this might spoil something, but this is the fucking highlight of the movie. It has to be talked about. They they try to, instead of just shooting Napier, they draw, they give him Coke pills, which I guess are a thing. I don't, I don't know. Uh, Not Coke any pills, Coke I ever had. And then, and then just pour whiskey down his throat like over and over again. Napier then has to be like, drunk and like getting to the hospital it was so fucking amazing like him trying to make himself throw up and he's staggering around then he starts <laughs> driving and he's just fucking running through piles of boxes and <laughs> oh it's so funny and then this dude they gets to, he finally gets to the hospital and um there's this dude in a canadian tuxedo with a fucking <laughs> white socks with his loafers and a, a cut uh like short his his that hair where it's like kind of the mushroom '90s cut where it's cut short underneath and kind of the long fellows over the top, and he's got zipper pockets on his fucking jacket. He's like sneaking into the hospital to get somebody I don't even remember. And Napier just all of a sudden busts in the side and punches the dude in the face. He shows his war face. He's, he's like, <laughs> he does. He's like, he keeps just like, oh, so good. And I gotta wonder. Uh, this is, the, you know, honestly, this is the last thing I even wrote. I said, do they even give out hospital gowns in South America when he's uh, <laughs> when he's laying in a hospital bed in fucking intensive care? No, he's in the morgue. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was in the morgue. <laughs> and uh, he thought he was in the hospital. I was like, I'd be afraid that that all that chest hair would fucking like clog up some sensitive instruments. But I guess it's different <laughs> wherever they were. Uh, so it, I mean, do you? I'll, I'll let I'll let you cover. You okay. know, you know this 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 was not a fun one. So I mean, it's, it's fun <laughs> for the wrong reasons, and that, that, not even that's fun enough to serve it. So. <laughs> not in a good way. Yeah. Um, Napier is is, a, is an ex FBI special agent, 
He just recently retired. But he's so good that he can like look at a woman <laughs> and he looks at this girl that's hitting on him in the bar and he's like 125 pounds. Size six, you know, it's like, okay, is, does he know women's sizes that well because he was an ex FBI, like a profiler or because he likes women's clothing? Um, now he, he obviously can't buy suits. So maybe, oh no, oh yeah. It could, well, he's not used to buying men's clothes. Yeah. Size six, 125 pounds. And, uh, he has a serious underbite with that Sergeant Slaughter like chin. Um, oh. the, the girls in the bar like see his chin and they're thinking, man, could I ride that all night long? Uh, and that chick was pretty hot. She, I thought she was pretty hot. The, the one secretary? Was, no, 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 no. The one that was hit. Did you watch this fucking movie? Tell no. me the truth. No, no, I didn't watch it. Um, the, the hot chick that was trying to seduce him at the beginning, then they showed her in the swimming pool and then he made sweet love to her. Oh, right, 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 right. And she got the, oh my God, the, I completely forgot about her. The, the tie, a necktie around her. Okay. Uh, Napier puts the Swiss Army knife to use a few times. Uh, he, he the locks in South America must not be very good, because he pulls out his Swiss Army knife and picks the lock, and then he uses it also as an ice pick to get a key. Um, they had a um, like most uh, cop movies or buddy cop movies or whatever. They always have to have the asshole captain. This captain's name was Iron Balls, uh, and he did not like to be called Iron. He did not like to be called Iron Bulls. Um, the guy Jimmy, Jimmy Gandelman, aka the Cobra, he kind of reminded me at first of a skinny Benicio del Toro, ugly skinny Benicio del Toro's cousin. <laughs> yeah. Um, the uh, the cop. Okay, now this this cop that's uh kind of ends up being a buddy cop movie with uh with uh, Napier. <clears throat> he was uh, if you took um uh, Casey Affleck. And one of the two twins from Spandau Ballet and merged them together. That's what he looked like. But, you know, he was so fucking dumb and, like, goofy and stupid that it really took it, you know, if he would have been kind of a cool cop guy and they would have had that dynamic where they didn't like each other at first, but then they had the mutual respect. This guy was such a dork. It wasn't that he was dumb. He was just a dork. And it was like, God, Jesus Christ, I'm surprised Napier just, you know. But now, now he had a VW, uh, old VW bug car. Mm-hmm. And one of the running gags on that was um, that he, it was like Fonzie. He would just kick the side of it and the door would just pop open. And there was a couple times <laughs> where the, like Napier's door popped open. They did mean for it too. They had some good uh, good lines in this, and you know, that's one thing when I was watching this. And it's got, it's the material and probably they probably shot it you know, really quick because I always thought Napier, especially like in Rambo, I loved him in Rambo. And I, the reason I loved him in Rambo is because he was the guy that fucked over Rambo and Rambo. I just fuck Rambo. You know, he's just a fucking <laughs> warmonger asshole. Um, uh, and Stallone's a, I don't like him anyway. Um, anyway, I just chased off six of our 13 fans again. Um, there's one part where Napier and the guy are standing there, and there's people uh, like they're they're questioning some guy, and here comes this speedboat. They're on the dock, and here comes a speedboat, and they look, and the guys in the speedboat have AK-47s, <laughs> and they're standing there just watching the speedboat with guys with AK-47s, and then the guys just start shooting at him, and the 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 young cop that looks like Casey Affleck, Spandau Ballet guy, uh, he says, "What are they doing? They're shooting," and he goes. <laughs> 
no shit use your gun and shoot back you know it's like <laughs> it, yeah he's a cop he has a pistol and he's like what are they doing they're shooting oh my god jesus i had the same reaction Nap- napier had which was you know what the fuck dude yeah you're a cop you live in south america you never been shot at before that's racist anyway um there was a lip reader that that they they uh, they went to see because they had a videotape of people talking, but they didn't could it didn't have any audio or whatever. They were on a boat, and so um, Casey Affleck, Spanish Casey Affleck, um, his uncle was a lip reader. He was a deaf mute, so they have the scene where it's like, well, okay, that makes sense. His, he's a deaf mute, but he can he can read their lips and they can write it down on a piece of paper. But the whole time. Like he doesn't even like watch what they're look. They show him, and he's not even looking at what they're they're watching. So anyway, I thought that was kind of. And then they tell Napier, "Don't drink this booze." And it was some kind of pepper, like fermented peppers, hot peppers or something. And he drank it. Well, he's a fucking alcoholic, big time. So that's why when the part with the cocaine pills and the uh, and the they were pouring like a, a fifth of whiskey down his throat. Well, he drank a fifth of whiskey, like, like drinking a Coke, you know, so that didn't bother him. And, you know, alcohol is a depressant. Cocaine is something that speeds you up. So I don't think that would really work that, that well. Um, they probably could have gave him, um, like Benadryl and poured alcohol down his throat and it would have put him in a coma before putting cocaine. It would just counteract it. Take it from somebody who doesn't know anything. about. It. Anyway. Um, I need, one, I need to see, Future Force and uh, Future Zone. I just Future. I was looking up. I, I'm I'm looking up Ted Pryor movies. <laughs> I'm still on Deadly Prey. Deadly Prey, man, you got to donate that money. He was with David Carradine in Future Zone. That sounds good. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Carradine. <laughs> hey, that sounds good. Uh, <laughs> Napier has a one-liner. Uh, you better stay out of my ass. Okay. <laughs> I, I like that. You no know. Problem. No problem. I'll, I'll do that. They had a gratuitous butt shot. Uh, he gets really drunk. And I, I think there was a, a, a quite a few times where like hot women would hit on Napier and he'd be like, sorry, honey. You know, and it's like, oh, you know, well, it's probably because first of all, he was old. He was pretty old in this movie. Yeah. And second of all, um, he was a drunk. So he probably had a, a you know, hard time getting up. That's what I'm trying to say. And uh, in South America, when they say that's bullshit, they say that's bullshit. Bullshit. <laughs> Um, <coughs> what do you have inside? This is a uh, this is a uh, iron balls. What do you have inside your inside that skull of yours? Fish bones. <laughs> I thought that was kind of weird. Fish bones. Uh, uh, Napier tells the uh, Casey Affleck guy like a million times. Uh, he'd say, "What are we gonna do? This is gonna happen. That's gonna happen." And he's like, "Don't worry about it." And they did that a bunch of times. Um, they they when they when they uh, hoard up his uh, secretary and she had the bright red uh, skin tight dress on she had a pretty nice butt she was the gratuitous butt shot not Napier um, he Aww. was in bed with her and she got up and went and changed and of course she had a she had she was an itty bitty titty committee but she had a nice uh, big butt uh, <laughs> they uh, they were talking to her outside the car and this uh, uh, police car comes by uh, like an Adam twelve just on the the uh, you know, on the beat, and they say, "Hey, Sarge, what are you doing with that hooker, man?" Blah, 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 blah. And uh, more racist talk for me, and uh, stereotype. <laughs> um, and he's like, "Cause I guess he didn't want them to know it was his secretary or whatever." He's like, "Come on, man, it's a transvestite," and they're like, "Who cares?" <laughs> that, that was pretty cool. You know, they they weren't racist or sexist. They they didn't care. Lady boys, 
South America, yeah. Um, Napier hits a guy with a butt of an AK-47, but the AK-47 he has doesn't have a, a gun butt. It just had a pistol grip. Um, <laughs> you can't make whoopee boom zoom in a girl like that. They drugged up the, the girl because um, they discovered that she was not a hooker. And they injected her with something, and she was all out of it. And the guy says, you can't make whoopee boom zoom in a girl like that. What would you do to her? <laughs> uh, and the last thing I had was Napier showing his war face, like a full metal jacket. Show your war face. Um, it's, um, the movie was um, very meta. Uh, I feel that um, – you know what? Honestly, God, I, I really looked forward to this because – I've always thought, you know, Napier, I grew up watching him in like TV shows and stuff. He was on BJ and the Bear. He was he was BJ's arch nemesis, the truck driver that had like the, the highballers and uh, the uh, trucker company or whatever. And he was always trying to run BJ and his chimp off the road. But BJ <laughs> ended up having a bunch of girl truckers that were really hot that helped him against the highballers. Anyway, but what I always ha- liked him. What happened to TV, really? Yeah, and I liked him in Rambo and, and lots of other stuff. And I thought, man, I, I always thought when I would see him back in the day, you know, this guy would be really cool to have his own own uh, – like star in his own movie because he had that look, especially when he was younger and he was in really good shape. This one, he kind of had his hair permed and he's older. Not super old, but he's older. Yeah, he's in uh, mid-50s, I think, by the yeah. time. Yeah, and, uh, and I know he's a better actor than what he was in this movie because I've seen him in so much stuff. Yeah. Uh, it's just, uh, I think it, like I said, they probably had a real small budget, limited budget. They didn't put a lot of money into it and they shot it pretty quickly because as good of an actor as I know he is, he just really seemed like really second rate. Um, this fucking movie is second rate. Yeah, it's it's third rate. It's uh, it did have some funny lines in it and stuff, but like I, uh, you know, it it was just kind of like um, <sighs> I wish it would have been better because when when we were talking about reviewing it and you said you know hey here's one with Napier because we had three choices and one of them was Skeeters so we probably didn't miss a lot but anyway uh, <laughs> when you said Napier and a he he's the star it's a cop movie like a, a where there's a like a buddy cop movie yeah, or whatever yeah, yeah. and he's a hard ass uh ex cop or something like that I thought man that'd be cool that's the perfect role for him I thought it'd be cool and then like like you said when when Lindsay you know you heard that he was doing it but I guess you know maybe Lindsay in in 1992 he was probably you know just hanging on cashing a paycheck and and uh you know just taking movies that uh that someone would finance and they said hey we've got this amount of time shoot it in 30 days and blah 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 yeah. cuz it really shows um didn't know anybody really else in the cast except for uh, Warbeck, and he's you know not one of the greatest actors of all time. Um, he's a, a genre cinema legend, sort of, I guess. <laughs> um, but um, I wanted it to be better. Um, somehow it got a seven point one rating on IMDb. Yeah, uh, that's somebody. There must have been a couple people that just saw it when they were high and thought gave it a ten. Maybe they yeah. were high on. On coke pills and whiskey. Coke pills, yeah. You get some coke pills. <sighs> yeah. In your throat. When when you see Napier and you and you end up getting grenade launchers and fucking bad '90s fashion, you think it's mm-hmm. going to be better. And I think we probably laughing about the shit made it sound better than it actually is. Yeah, we, don't watch this. We we laughed probably at about twenty minutes of the movie here. So the other the other. <laughs> 
<laughs> the other 45 or other six and and, and and the thing is uh, you know not to cut you off but you just reminded me of something i watched this this morning right before the show and when i got home and i and i thought okay i'll watch this i should have did it in reverse cuz the other movie's like an hour and 10 minutes long okay this one this fucking movie was almost 2 hours long it was like, like an hour, hour 48 five yeah. Minutes. Yeah. yeah and i i was i, I thought Fuck! First, I thought, okay, goddamn, and of course it's got to be a long ass movie, and and I only have a limited amount of time. But then when I was watching, I was like, oh my god, I'm I'm an hour into this, and I still have forty five fucking minutes. <laughs> it was just kind of yeah, kind of boring. It's it's not not it's not great. Um, they they could have hacked off hacked off forty five minutes. <laughs> no, I wouldn't say forty five minutes, but they yeah. could have hacked off easily 20, 20 minutes or twenty five minutes of this. And kept a lot, but I wonder if it because maybe because Napier was older in this movie that they kind of didn't have as much like the action. I don't know. It, I, I just I don't know. It just sucked. Hey, Death Wish three. That's my counterpoint to old man doing action. Yeah, <laughs> they, they could have just blew up more shit. Yeah, I mean he doesn't have to be fucking flopping around. Just shoot yeah. more and. Yeah. But man, he fucking runs funny. I, I, I. That was that was <laughs> one of the best things of the movie for me. Yeah, so fucking run. Drunk, drunk, drunk high Napier was probably bumped it up a point for me, but still, I'd say I'm gonna give it a three point seven five out of ten. Mm, sounds good to me. Three point five. Three point five and a three point seven five. And we're fucking done with this one, baby. And I'll tell you what, uh, three point three point five is fucking. Now that I think about it, I'll still <laughs> give it a three point five, but I, that may be stretching it. I could shave off fucking a whole point. It was, it was just boring. So it sucked. Uh, yeah, maybe we'll maybe <laughs> I'll get around to making. I'll just make like a highlight reel to put on YouTube or something. Sometime. Fuck you, Inberto Lindsay. That son of a bitch. You cocksucker. You had no right to outlive. Wait, is he still alive? I was gonna You'll say he had no right out. to outlive Napier, but I don't even. Well, know now I gotta go and watch something of his that's good. Well, well I'll, I'll give you some '70s shit that's good. All right, so we're gonna take a break, and we'll come back and cover something immensely more satisfying and jiggly. Uh, you motherfuckers, you <laughs> hang in there. We'll be back. Cherry, Harry, and Raquel. We'll be right back. Fuckers, fans. Are you tired of the same old pop culture podcast? Do you listen to those other podcasts and think to yourself, why aren't they talking about the things I'm interested in? Hi, I'm Reverend Scott, and when I want to listen to a couple of guys with their appendages on the pulse of pop culture, Penis. I listen to the Are You Serious podcast. Hear news about politics and religion where hosts Chris and Frank ask the tough questions. You woke up with a cock in your mouth. Would you take it or leave it? Yeah, exactly. How big is the cock? <laughs> You'll hear entertainment news about your favorite movies and TV shows, plus plain old wholesome discussion about the lives of Chris and Frank. I mean, now I am, like, tattooed. It's weird. It's like I've... I guess I should explain what I got. Yeah. It's three swastikas. Each one interconnected <laughs> to look like a smiley face. And on my left arm is cock and balls. And you notice I looked at my right Character arm. Character from I said an old that. Disney film. It's the prequel to Song of the South. Exactly. No, I have, it's um, called Song of the Cock and Balls. <laughs> it sounds like this. So when you think pop culture podcast, remember this. What's that thing between the dick and the asshole? The Are You Serious Podcast on iTunes or areyouseriouspodcast.com. Looking good. 
Back from break, a little bout house there. I'm dancing. Dancing. Yeah. I like that. All right. Finally, to the boobies. Damn. Mm. Gonna cover Cherry, Harry. That's gross. And Raquel. Oh, now I gotta piss. From <laughs> from 1970. That's bad timing, dude. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, this is a it. Russ Meyer movie. This is from, well, I guess it's almost a. I guess it's a late Russ Meyer, right? God bless Russ Meyer. God bless him indeed. Um, started reading his autobiography or not his biography this week. Apparently, his autobiography is really, really long and maybe not entirely true. Um, Mine wouldn't be either <laughs> if I fucking read it. Mine would be boring as hell. I well, that's why you make shit up. That's why it's not true. Well, his, his, that's the thing. His is not boring at all. I think he would just leave out certain things. And yeah, this is pretty late in the Russ Meyer <laughs> world. Um, I've not seen a lot of his '60s stuff. I, I love his world. I think the other, yeah, the the earliest thing I've seen of his is Faster Pussycat Kill Kill. Mm. Um, but so yeah, this this one is a this is one of the earlier Charles Napier movies, but not um, and not his Charles cock. Meyer. And and you actually do like we were wondering last week. You actually do get some Napier dong in this one. So mm, right, yum nom 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 nom. So um, I guess I will I will uh, synopsize here. Well, yeah, yeah. That's how that's how we that's the order we're doing. That's how we do it. Skyscrapers and braziers, mondo topless. Goddamn. <laughs> um, let's see, Harry. A corrupt sheriff and his really his Chicano deputy hunt deputy hunt an Apache who's about to go to the authorities with the news Harry is smuggling marijuana. What? Harry makes love to Raquel, a prostitute, and Cherry, a nurse. The women. Uh, let's not do it, say that one. All right. So, uh, yeah, this is um, <laughs> the, the to say the movie to say the plot of this is thin is to put it. <laughs> to put it very lightly, um, it's about the only thing in this movie that's thin, because <laughs> there's some bodacious. Let me tell you something, baby. Dusty has not made an appearance in this show so far, but Dusty laying a power down with the atomic titties of the Russ Meyer movie, Charles Napier's little wang <laughs> flopping around in the desert. Just like a Brutus Ababa beefcake and a Hulk Hogan big bag orange titties on the power bottom taking it up the butt. All right, so I'll, I'll let that's you take all it I'd from say there. About that. <laughs> You're done. That's the that's your review of the movie. <laughs> that's a good movie, Daddy. And I'm telling you what, people. Let me tell you. Okay, now get real close because I'm gonna I wanna I wanna be honest with you. I wanna be completely honest with you about this movie. If you like women. Watch this movie. If you like real women, natural women, you watch this movie. 
if you like women with big boobs, you watch this damn movie. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And I'm going to tell you, when you watch this movie, you will see that it doesn't have much of a plot. It has a little bit of a plot. It has a little bit of action, but it doesn't matter because this movie, (laughs) I'll be honest with you, if this movie had no dialogue, I'd have watched it and liked it. If this movie, if it was in fucking Martian, I wouldn't have cared. But now I beg to differ with my colleague. Um, I thought, okay, surprisingly, this movie has some fairly decent action for a awesomely low budget movie. Sure. Especially at the end. Man, there's some ultra, you want to talk about some ultra violence, daddy. And I'm not talking about Ushe, uh, the guards, boobies bouncing up and down like an <laughs> atomic skull crusher to the head of Johnny Valentine. Uh, what I'm talking about, and there's a lot of that, man, I'm telling you what, there's some gratuitous booby bouncing. Because <laughs> in this movie, you have the plot and you have the actual movie. But then, because Ushe, so the god with her giant knockers, she's in this movie. Why she's in this movie, I have no idea. So, I, okay. so I've read a couple things about that. Apparently, it just seems like an artistic um, expression of freedom. Yeah, so apparently either I've seen two different things, and I don't know what's the exact story. Uh, the, the original actress that was going to be the lead like quit in the middle, and so her stuff had to be cut out. I wonder why. <laughs> or there was damaged film, which had to be cut out. Either way, there was this movie ended up being 20 minutes short. Right. So, so what Meyer had to do was fill those twenty minutes. Uh, what he filled it with could fill up was the most <laughs> beautiful thing I've ever seen in my fucking life. Um, he. <sighs> so it ends up being like a forty-five minute plot, and Ushi Diga. How do you pronounce her name? I don't know. She's, she's like this. <laughs> <laughs> Ushi <laughs> wet tree. <laughs> it would just show random shots of her, like humping the top of a jeep, or running through the desert, or with Wahoo jump- McDaniel's headdress on. With Wahoo McDaniel's long headdress on, um, and she would be jumping on a trampoline or something. And she had really nothing to do with the movie, but it worked. Um, oh, it worked. And it's 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 weird, and it's like there's not many filmmakers out there that could take a movie that probably shouldn't have gotten finished with as much that ended up being missing and making it work somehow because it's weird. And like, and, and again with Meyer, I've never seen a, a filmmaker that could take something as so like basic and sleazy as <laughs> his stories and make them into good movies. And if you haven't seen a Russ Meyer movie, this movie I think is a good example of his style of filmmaking. Um, well, I, like well, I, go ahead. Yeah, and, and and you know, honest to God, it's um, you see some movies like today, and people may think if they've never seen one of his movies, the way we're talking, everything, oh, what is this like? Uh, you know, some kind of soft softcore porn, this and that, and It's all done with okay, with the exception of the actual story, which had some violence in it. It's all done in a very fun way. Mm. It's all very fun. It's not like uh, you know you're seeing gratuitous boob shots where somebody's getting raped or a woman's being. Well, I don't know. I mean, I was just getting ready to say it's not like women being degraded, but I mean, 
it's it, to me for me, and I'm a man, of course, so I can't, you know, I don't care if a woman's degree. <laughs> 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 Did I just say that? No, um, no. But what I'm saying is, it, 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 how can I put this? I didn't mean to put it that way. Because, you know, whatever. Um, I don't want to lose all my chances of having sexual intercourse. Um, <laughs> to me, the way that the nudity is done in this, like I said, in, like in a very fun way and everything. But it's done with that almost like that 60s um, real just like freedom. Yeah. You know, it's, you know, a, a, be- a person with a beautiful body just having fun enjoy and uh, proud of the way she looks this and that and everything maybe some people would see this as degrading towards women as it is um you know like uh oh, all they're showing is just you know this woman's sitting there in a swimming pool jumping up and down with her boobs going, oh, blah, blah, blah. i forgot about the swimming pool <laughs> yeah the swimming pool or pouring <laughs> pouring milk in the desert all over her boobs or or you know uh hunching and uh you know whatever anyway maybe it is Maybe it is. <laughs> <laughs> that whole, I just don't want to dig that hole it's, in it's, 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 it's weird because... If you know, you're a re- man, you'll love this movie. And I think if you're a certain kind of woman who can see humor in things and also can not look at it as... Like I said, I just don't see this as super-duper degrading as much as I see it as just more fun. Celebratory. Degrading would be Rocco Sofredi making a girl suck his toe while he spits in her face and slaps her upside the head and screws her in the back door. Okay. <laughs> At least that's what I've been told. Yeah. But no. this, it's just, it's more of a fun uh, romp. It is. And, and, and it's degrading. Yeah. Well, Napier, uh, Napier. Um, Myers, Myers, an odd one because it, it seems like. At the on one hand, he celebrates women, and on the other hand, they're usually up to no good at some point in his movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and apparently, like as his career went on, it got even more and more so that they would be evil in the movies. So, what's well, that's-, that's like faster pussycat kill kill. Yeah, um, you didn't see the nudity in that. You saw the some of the women dressing very sexy, but they were you know badass women. I mean, they, and the guys were total fucking wimps. They were cuckold, you know, little puss, pusses, and the women, like Satana, whatever the fuck her name was, just kicked the shit out of these guys and fucking, like, put them in a surfboard with her foot in their back and broke their spine and stuff like that. That was so fucking hot, I swear to God. <laughs> but anyway, one thing that I wanted to say was, and this is, this is to our listeners, because I know we have a, a few female listeners who I cherish and I, who I just love and worship the ground they walk on because they are the coolest chicks, girls on film, in the world. But anyway, um, I would like to hear – and you know, most because podcasts, we put this out every week and a lot of times it's three hours long and this and that. Um, people don't get uh, – don't actually a lot of times hear the show as soon as we put it out because maybe they're behind or whatever. But when and when and if someone, whether it's one of our wonderful lady friends of the podcast, hear this podcast, if you have seen some of these movies, Russ Meyer movies, whether it's Faster Pussycat Kill Kill, Super Vixen, uh, Cherry Harry and Raquel or something like that, send us some feedback because I really would. You know, I know we joke around a, a lot on this show or whatever, but just sitting here talking about this, the first thing I thought when I watched is like, oh my God, I love this movie. It's so fucking great. You know, those women are so beautiful and blah, 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 blah. 
But looking at it and talking to you, my my learned colleague, Pickle Loaf, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I'd like to hear some feedback on if they think that this really is degrading to women or or actually how they feel about these movies. Did they enjoy them? Have they seen them? If they have seen them, what do they think about them? So I'm challenging you, you ladies out there. Let me let me hear some feedback because you know, hey, I'm just a I'm just a simple caveman. Well, the uh, my my wife uh, does burlesque dancing, so I kind of I I kind of look at these kinds of things as a as slightly different, I think, because yes, uh, it's a woman taking her clothes off, and the same with, same way with this movie. Uh, but at the same time, it's it's empowering, I think, because a lot of the women in the movie are, you know, they're not just dummies. Mm-hmm. They know what they're doing. They, I mean, I can't say that. Solid. The guys are the ones that are the dummies because they're so easily manipulated, yeah. as as a lot of guys are with a beautiful woman. They're like they're like oh, falling with their tongues hanging out of their mouths, and the women can get them to do just about anything. But. I don't see this like when we're talking about, say, okay, now I know you said burlesque. So it's a t- to me, that's a completely and totally different thing than a, a what quote unquote stripper. Yeah. Okay. Cause it's done in so much better taste. And, and I see this as, um, from my point of view, I don't, I'm not saying it's the same thing, but comparing this, uh, I would say this is more like burlesque as what, where, like uh, sh- actual stripping would be more like hardcore porn. Sure. As far as like uh, how how women are looked at and uh, objectified and everything. Now, of course, like I said, there's a difference between objectifying women, and some people may look at this and and see this as you know nothing but objectification, sexualization, and everything of women. But I just I I think. Like I said, it was a different time, and it was a time of sexual freedom and free love and stuff like that. And people, you know, seven the seventies are hitting right on the edge of that where they're starting to get, you know, but from seventy back into the sixties with the free love and where they had, you know, people nudity wasn't, yeah. you know, and the hangups that everybody has. Oh my God, look at that, you know. But I just don't find this. I don't find it uh, threatening. I don't find it um, – like I said, it's hard for me to say this because I'm a guy when yeah. I say I don't find it you know, degrading towards women because to me, the women just look like they were free spirits and just having a, a, a good time. And in some parts, um, not as much in this one as in Faster Pussycat Kill Kill that I think they were using their sexuality you know, as, a, as like almost like a weapon or yeah. as a tool. Uh, this one – most of the women in this one were they were portrayed as just kind of nymphos so maybe it was degrading i'm very torn i don't know and i I think that's that theme comes up a lot in his films i mean it's you know it's either and and he's a he's a director or was a filmmaker of extremes like he Mm -hmm. you know it's a. This is a. In, in anybody else's hands, this would have been a sleazy movie. Right. This is a sleazy kind of story, but done, filmed in a way where it's just like cinematically beautiful, which mm-hmm. totally changes the feel of the movie. Um. You know, and I know Meyer kind of gave rise to 
hardcore pornography from the seventies at the, the in the in theaters or whatever. But I know he just fucking hated hardcore. He pornography. he hated it, and he wasn't into. His thing were, was big-breasted, full-figured you know, uh, uh, figured women, and he didn't really care. I think his, his thing was – now, you, you saw some of it because, hey, you know, I, I make no bones about the fact that I am a butt man. But, uh, hey, I like the whole package. But he, from, from the waist up, I think was his, uh, his playground and what he really liked the most. Um, but – he like I, I I've read the same thing and heard the same things on documentaries and stuff like that about him that that uh, he wasn't interested in like um, the the uh, actual intercourse or actually you know shooting anything where they you know actual you saw some you know with Napier and the and the girl in the desert or some or a few things like that but most of the stuff even though it had uh, some of it had nudity and some of it didn't was just more titillating yeah you know even the the girl in the uh, the, the 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 nurse. And uh, with the older guy in the bed, you know, she she wasn't naked at all, you know, but it was just more of a titillating thing and uh, left more to your imagination, whatever. <laughs> well, his movies are very frenetic in the way they're they're framed and edited. Um, I, I did read in that biography, it seemed like he didn't like to have uh, people blinking on camera. So often, like in a conversation, it will go back and forth between the two people talking mm-hmm. before one person's even done with their sentence. And it's true. Like watching it, it's hard to see if yeah. anybody's eyes ever close. Mm-hmm. Um, and at least with the few that I have seen, it's hard to be bored in his movies because of the way they are edited. Um, mm-hmm. I like how everything is kind of, or not everything, but there's a lot of this is filmed on a slight angle. So it almost feels like, like a comic book. Yeah. Um, and there's you know rapid cuts constantly. There's like scenes leaking into others where you still hear someone talking when it's showing something else starting to happen, mm-hmm. and it's just go go go. And I think this is kind of like his kind of idea of filmmaking is that just you know spend five bucks, get that shit out, but still make it technically very very nice. And um, mm-hmm. it's a weird uh, contrast, you know. It, there's not many filmmakers around that could have done this with such a small budget and you know actors that weren't very good outside of Charles Napier. Mm-hmm. It, it it still works, you know. And there's a well, there's a lot of go ahead. He's he's definitely an you know an auteur and and I think people have you know with the kind of sexual romp kind of movies, uh, but I I don't think anybody did it the same way or did it better than him. No. And I've only seen like th- maybe three of his movies and, and, and like, it, you know, say something like Porky's or something like that's really raunchy, you know, really raunchy sense of, you know, it's, but it's more of a comedy, raunchy humor and stuff like that. This isn't like that at all. Um, and like I said, it's just, I, every one of them I watched, including like f- faster pussycat kill kill, which actually has, you know, people, killing other people and stuff like that. Um, but it's, it's just a fun watch. Um, I, I can't say it any other way. They're not comedies or anything, but they're done in a way that is, I think because they're so overly sexualized as far as the women's bodies and stuff like that. And in, in that movie with how, how absolutely, dumb the guys were the women were you know really smart and powerful and the guys were just absolutely dumb that it it doesn't take itself that seriously and when you're watching it you you kind of the whole time it's not like uh, it's not like 
it's almost like you know with Streets of Fire where they said you know it takes place in another time in another world. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like what it is, and um, it's all. I, I I don't know how to I don't know how to express myself, but uh, with this one, um, I thought that um, I was surprised at the at, at the uh, the the violence at in in the end. Yeah. Uh, and I was surprised that that it, that they did it like that because I expected it to be really cheesy, and it was really uh, graphic and really bloody. Like I said, ultra violent. Mm-hmm. And then, not to give any, I'm I'm not going to give anything away, but you know, because you know, like I said, people probably watch this, or whatever. But the whole thing, the whole story, you could almost um, the part with uh, you know the Ushi Degard doing her thing. Um, you could almost uh, excuse that by how they ended the movie. Yeah, you could almost excuse a lot of the stuff that happened and how outrageous it was by what happens at the at the end of the movie. Um, and I'll just leave it at that because it, it uh, you know whatever <laughs> it's not like it away there's there's a part at the right at the very end that uh and and, and uh the, the um <laughs> i have to say when we were going to pick this movie uh loaf was while we were talking on skype at the end of the last show after we went off the air you know he was he was watching the very beginning of it just where they were showing like kind of like a a little thing about who's in the movie and what the movie that uh, Russ Meyer just kind of, I assumed it was him talking, you know, he's talking and they have this uh, script running of stuff that you could read, but in the background the entire time <laughs> as, and I found the exact same thing. I could not read what was being said because I was totally distracted by what was going on behind. And then at the very end of the movie, they go into this big, long, like social commentary um, as like kind of like where the credits would be after the movie was completely over. And here's, I, I, like I said, again, I think it was probably Russ Meyer talking and he just goes in this big long monologue of the social commentary. And I was like, what the fuck? So maybe he was <laughs> filling some time there too. Yeah. Um, I, um, I had a few, a few notes because like I said, most of the stuff we talked about was, was about the movie, about his work yeah. and what, what people how people perceive it but um let's see <laughs> the champagne uh, uh blowjob sounds like something that would be pretty fun i thought in my opinion i'm pretty sure uh, that was a swallow they were getting at too by the way yeah because there was some stuff dripping down uh, <laughs> uh, off the chin and onto the uh the, the i mean just my god if every woman in the world and they're not because people are all different hey I like Mila Jovovich, and she's like, as Will said, she's built like a broom with a wig. Uh, so, but you know, so I, I like all kind of women. I love y'all, baby. I love all women, except some of the ones that I've went out with, and I don't love them. Um, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> no, damn it, finish it. You know, when she's doing her thing, and he gets a phone call. Yeah, finish it. That old man was pretty, pretty sleazy. Yes. <laughs> totally sleazy. Um, I'll see. Twenty dollars, ungrateful cunt. <laughs> yeah, he was. He was the. He was the sleaziest. He was the worst of the. Uh, of the what you know, just a real scummy dick. White go-go boots. Mm. That's why I love the Dallas Cowboys, baby. Uh, <laughs> not because they're any good. Um, 
Women West, women messing with women is un-American. Yeah, so I don't like women messing around with women. It's un-American. It's yeah. funny that I'm. Uh, I, that was a Mr. Freedom quote. Yeah. Well, the uh, the same day that we decided we were watching this, um, or the day actually, no, I guess it was the day that Napier died. Um, Roger Ebert posted that quote on <laughs> uh, on Facebook. I thought that was pretty funny that we... I, I didn't know it was from this movie, but it's funny that we ended up watching it after I saw that. So. He actually he actually made Beyond the Valley of the Dolls with yeah. Asmire, which my sister said was a total piece of shit. <laughs> I haven't seen it, but, it, you know, who knows? It's probably good. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's probably good. <laughs> uh, there was a giant cock-shaped rock, like a giant pillar. I feel like desk. I've seen that one in another movie, too. <laughs> and uh, the Ushi was, um, you know doing her thing around that which was awesome awesome one of the most awesome things and that in i'm telling you what you know guys being visual and everything her tan body and then having that white indian headdress the contract oh my fucking god jesus christ <laughs> christ almighty christ almighty um they're going to ambush a uh, a a guy um and i'll just leave it at that and they're driving down the road, going to ambush him. And all of a sudden, the the horn in their jeep just starts blaring as loud. And here he's coming up the road like a, <laughs> a, a I was going to say a holler away, but you know, we're not in West Virginia, so I can't say holler. But a couple of valleys away, and it's just like, which was well, just bad timing. Um, <laughs> the music in the in the um, in the uh, movie, there was some of it that was like that real swinging kind of '60s music, swinging, yeah, man, yeah, yeah, go, girl, go. But then there was some of it that was almost like game show music. I think that's uh, a Russ Meyer thing also. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Indian broad jumping on couch takes shit in outhouse. Okay, well, there was an outhouse by the cat, and it had to be an outhouse because my Uncle Stevie had an outhouse, and there's no other reason to have a skinny little building like that. So uh, she ran in there, but I don't think she was taking a shit. She was too hot. She doesn't shit. Um, that's just why our <laughs> boobs get bare. Um, <laughs> let's see. Um <laughs> the sand thing uh, i don't know how she oh, buried, buried that herself was... in the sand and it uh, was it, it was kind of it was kind of hot when he was moving the sand off of her and sh- exposing just certain parts i knew but, i when i knew that i said I, I, when i saw her face sticking out of the sand i said oh yeah. my god please let her let him unearth some giant boobs and well, guess what happens and and now I've never had sex in the sand, Ugh, that'd be but awful. I, yeah, I have. I have sat like on the edge of the surf and let the surf come in when I was a little kid, and the sand gets in your in your uh, swimming trunks and how itchy it is and everything, and you can't get it out. I don't want to have. And not only that, now I know some t- the desert at some parts of the year or in the evening the the sand is probably cooler because it gets cold in the mm-hmm, desert. Mm-hmm. But man, that was broad daylight. And that what Ushi was on top of that car out in the desert, which the, you would think the top of that car would be hot as hell. But like I said, it might have just been it might have been when it was cooler. So who knows? But the sand in the butt crack or in the pee hole or something like that would not be fun. No. Um or let's through, see. Through the hole in the DVD. <laughs> One to me. Oh, you, when you have chicks, they said something about having different kinds of chicks. Like you have you have one chick to make babies with and one chick to groove with. <laughs> so you have different kinds of chicks. You, you know, you that's a, that's my problem. I always get the ones to groove with and then like fall in love with them, and they're just to groove with. You don't you you know you don't you don't 
fall in love with the chicks to groove with. Um, let's see, Jugs. Hmm. I just wrote Jugs. Uh, <laughs> always bringing, always bring. He always brings his own baby oil um, in the hospital because I guess he goes to the hospital to get a massage. And let me tell you something. I've I was in the hospital for seven days a few years ago, and uh, I if I'd had a nurse like that that would uh, give me a sponge bath and stuff like that. Fucking a, and I don't know what was going on with the um, the uh, African American girl that that the was shake really part. weird. That, that was kind of out of nowhere. That was but, just out of nowhere. But I guess maybe it was thrown in for taste or something. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't think so because they show a they show the doctor lube up his finger. With and then the little... next scene is the handle of like a car jack entering into the car jack itself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I don't know, and and uh, I didn't know they made like little condoms for fingers, finger cots. Finger, yeah, that's what they're called. <laughs> really? Yeah, that's, I didn't know that. I just go natural. I used to, <laughs> I used to work at a, um, I worked at Subway when I was a teenager. And if we ever, if you ever cut your hand or whatever, you'd have to wear uh, a finger cut. There you go. Uh, and I put down finger rubber, so I don't yeah, know. yeah, uh, gotta, you gotta go kill the mechs. So the, the, the racial stuff in this was uh, is not real sensitive with the mechs and uh, Geronimo and uh, stuff like that. Um, well, at one point, uh, the mechs. Um, which his name was Rodriguez, I think. Oh, I'm, am I looking at the right one? Enrique. Why did I get Rodriguez? Maybe it was Rodriguez. I'm sure it was. That was the last movie. Okay. Well, fuck it. <laughs> anyway, why don't I just be an asshole then? <laughs> hey, don't I feel like a fucking asshole now? Um, there was a part where his actual girlfriend was Cherry, the blonde, right? Yes. That was the Mexican guy's girlfriend, the blonde. That Napier just banged all the time. Right. He banged her. But there was a part where the Mexican guy, Enrique, was having sex with her, and they did like a close-up, and I thought it was his butthole, and it was his armpit. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought that was why I was like, oh, no. And I was like, oh, no. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Uh, the, the Mexican guy couldn't sing very well. He was driving down the road singing, and he was singing all the – and him and Napier, there was a lot – like when people would come – like if I came to your house and I knocked on the door, I'd be like – Hey, loaf, what's up? You know, knock yeah. on the door. They're like every door they went to. If they, if they, you know, they'd be like, "Open the door, goddamn motherfucker! You stupid Mexican, open that goddamn door! Come on!" And they do it for like two or three minutes before they. And then the guy would come to the door and be like, "What you want?" You know. <laughs> anyway, um, there was one shot where, uh, oh, fuck, I think it was Napier said, uh, or the girl said. Uh, Where's my bag? Like her purse. She goes, Where's my bag? And before she said it, it was like less, she could have reached over and grabbed it with her hand. It was that close. So there's no (laughs) way she couldn't have seen it. And he goes, It's over there. (laughs) I mean, it was right beside of him, but he was like pointing (laughs) like it was a mile away. So that was kind of funny. Um, When he was being like stalked by Geronimo Napier, Mm -hmm. he talked like the whole time. Oh, I see what you're doing. You think I'm going to go over and get in that Jeep? You think I'm stupid? You think I'm going to go? And the guy's nowhere to be seen. He doesn't know where he's at, but he t- I guess it's because he's nervous or something. Yeah. Oh, you left the keys in there, didn't you? You think I'm going to get those keys? You think I'm going to go out in the open? The whole time, for like five minutes, he never shuts up. Um, very, very, like I said before, the lots, of, lots of blood, very gory. Uh, we had an apple between two big boobies, which was nice. Uh, Ushi, nice apple there. Uh and that's about it. Um, it just, uh, I loved it. I loved it. And um, yeah, 
I will I will not only uh, bosom mania is uh, what this was under Russ Myers bosom mania, and I've seen I guess there were some other ones you know that he does under the bosom mania uh, thing. I was were these movies ever like released in a movie theater other yeah, than like a jack off joint or something? No, I don't. I think they were real. Drive- I mean, they were probably like a you know small. I doubt they were at the local cinema, you know, suburb cinema, but, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I'm sure they got some kind of run somewhere because they'd always make money, I think. I mean, because, you know, they didn't cost yeah, they had to. And, well, yeah, you didn't have DVDs or anything. And they didn't have I home videos. Making... I mean, I doubt people were buying, like, 16-millimeter versions well, of it. You know what? We had, were, like, we had 8-millimeter before they had videotape and stuff, because I'm old. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you people this, you youngsters. Um, we had... Um, eight millimeter super eight uh projector and so did my aunt and uncle and i remember they had like mr magoo movies and my dad would talk about <laughs> stag fish fries which would be like a um I, a stag fish fry would be like i guess a stag party back in the day was yeah. just a party where all the guys got together and they'd watch like get drunker and shit and this was a stag fish fry so they had this big fish fry at the moose and uh, and they would watch fucking dirty movies, which had to be showed on sixteen millimeter or super eight yeah. uh, uh, videos. And um, and my dad probably left this out, but who knows? I'm just speculating. Knowing truck drivers, uh, there were probably who knows? There might have been lady entertainment. Uh, I don't know. Um, but um, did I tell you the story about the stagfish fry and the bestiality video or uh, film? No. My well, this is just a little uh, aside that I thought was funny because you know my dad is not the kind of person that would talk about anything like this. And then I guess because I'm older now, <laughs> we were talking and he said something. That's how I knew about that. I'd never knew anything about this shit. You know that they would go do this. I just assumed my dad was like uh, uh, a cross between um, the great Santini and um, hmm, the uh, Sergeant Hardman from uh, Full Metal Jacket. And uh, he starts telling me about going to these stag fish fries. And he probably was watching movies just like this, you know, as that, that was what the time period was. Yeah. And, um, but I don't think Russ Meyer ever made a movie like this. Uh, we had a friend uh, that he worked with that drove a truck. And uh, the guy was like a fat guy. And he always had a crew. He looked like Junior Samples from Hee Haw. Mm-hmm. Like he had the crew cut and the <laughs> big fat guy. And he was funny as hell. He's just a great guy. Nice guy. And, um, my dad said, um, he goes, yeah, we used to have these stag fish fries. And he said, yeah, they'd have these. Because uh, I think I was telling him that you could see just about anything on the Internet. Because my dad won't even touch the Internet. He's like, I don't even. Mess. I don't, he told me this like last past weekend because my mom found out that my um, my nephew, who is 14, mm-hmm. um, when he comes over to their house, you know, they have the, her computer down in the family room in the basement. And uh, he said, hey, Nanny, come down and look at this. And she goes, I went down there, and he showed me this picture. And she goes, this guy's thing was hanging all the way down and, and touching the floor. So it must have been like a Photoshop <laughs> thing. And my mom was laughing about it. But she said, you know that little shit? She said, I went down there and looked at the history on that computer. And it was like uh, he was looking up stuff for like math or history class or doing a paper or stuff like that. And then it said on the history, and then he got down about halfway through that, and it said lesbians. Uh. And then, you know, <laughs> I said, well, hey, whatever. That's un-American. Uh, yeah, it is that little communist cocksucker. Um, anyway, the stag fish fry, I was telling my dad about that, and he said, uh, yeah, we used to have these stag fish fries. And he said, uh, they showed the, he said they showed the same movie on the Super 8 or 16-millimeter 
film reel to reel every year he said they showed this movie where this old country boy and bib overalls fucked a pig and he <laughs> said and larry he, i don't want to say the guy's name but he said larry would get so drunk that and every year he said for like 10 years straight they would show the same one and everybody knew it was coming and he would be so drunk and he was like 300 pounds and he'd fall off the bar stool and just lay on the floor laughing and going wee, wee. <laughs> so anyway that's the stagfish fry you know it almost makes you wish, like with this movie here, and I know all women didn't look like that. You know, mm-hmm. all women don't look like the beautiful women that we have in movies today. Thank God for some of them because the anorexia that seems to, you know, the heroin chic and anorexia. I'm just not into that at all. Yeah. And seeing something like this makes me wonder why the fuck, how, how come Hollywood doesn't understand? Even when Angelina Jolie first started in like Tomb Raider and she was very busty. And she wasn't like like now she's so skinny it's gross looking. She was really full figured and everything. Uh, and I wouldn't even say full figure. She's had big boobs. But why Hollywood doesn't? Why they keep forcing these this this ideal of these stick figure anorexic looking women? And it's it's horrible for girls to their self image and everything. They you know they're. 15 years old and they're sticking their fingers down their throat and everything. These girls should be showed Russ Meyer movies so that they won't have eating disorders. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, I really mean that celebrating the giant boobs, the big butts. It's, it's, it's all, it's all there. Um, and speaking of celebrating, at at first I was excited that I said the nape in short shorts, (laughs) little did I know we were going to get some dong too. So that was, was, yeah, that was just a tan line. (laughs) It was a short short. And uh, you know, I mean, this is prime example of celebrating the female figure. There's a a great shot near the end um, with two women in a curved chair, kind of, they're both naked and embracing each other. And they're kind of like tied in a knot in this chair and the chair's rotating, like totally defying physics. It just keeps rotating and rotating. But um, there's like you know horizontal stripe lights. That's both. Uh, we got two um, lights like shaped by blinds on the window in in the movies. So that's cool. Well, you know, I think that's another thing that that you have to say about this movie too. Um, they they had the girls naked, but hey, fucking Charles Napier's like, hey, I don't give a shit. Yeah. He's a honey badger, man. He was out there fucking just letting that. <laughs> he, he and it wasn't like he had a big boner or anything. I mean, he was just fucking letting it all hang out. Yeah. And then uh, it's like, I don't know. It's it's More power it's, to it's, it's it's sophomoric and it's in its storytelling and its visuals. But it's I mean, Meyer like I guess he fetishized not only busty women but the the images of them as well. Mm-hmm. And and you could tell like he you know he had there was t- an intent in all of his shots and it's 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 a I don't know. There's not there's not many filmmakers like that out there that can take something like this and make it into almost artwork. I mean, it's weird to say. Yeah. But it's, yeah, it's exactly. an art it's it's high it's a highbrow stag film and like a lot of his films are. I don't think that you'll ever see anything like this again. No, I don't no. think there's anything out there like this. You watch porn, uh hey, let's face it. Guys watch porn to jack off. Maybe some women do too. But with this, like I said, it, I I wasn't looking at it like that. I wasn't no. thinking that way or anything. I was just like, you know, it's almost like uh, the difference between looking at a Playboy and then looking at some magazine that has, you know, uh, just really 
gratuitous sex and stuff like that. And it's it's a celebration of the female form at its finest. This guy was uh, one of a kind. Uh, and like I said, I you'll 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 never see another Russ Meyer. Nope. Um, and the way that the, the world is going and the way that some people seem to want to promote uh, their whatever their idea of a perfect woman is, uh, you'll probably never see women like this again. And I do, I, I'm just amazed. I have no idea why. Because I, I, most guys that I know um, like – I, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's an androgynous thing or if it's a um, – I don't know. Yeah. I watched Victoria's Secret, and like I've, I've said on, uh, uh, some, I can't remember whose other podcast it was that we did one time, or maybe it was me talking to you about uh, Coco and Ice Tea. <laughs> but um, you know, you see these Victoria's Secret fashion shows, and at first, like some of my friends are like, "Oh my God, look at that, look at that!" And then as we watch it, we're just more and more, as we're actually really seeing what we're seeing, we're like, "Ooh, that girl, the top of her legs are as big as my wrists." Yeah. Or ooh, you know, that's just ooh. It, it, they're like. Like I've said before, concentration camp victims with uh, good hair and makeup. Well, uh, <laughs> Psalm's not down with that, Daddy, and we're getting off into another another world. So, um, well, I don't, I don't actually don't even really have anything else to add. I mean, this is uh, a pretty short film and super, <laughs> super pacey. You know, it's, yeah. it's an hour twelve. It's going to feel like twenty eight minutes. <laughs> yep. God uh, bless just... Charles Napier and Russ Meyer. And, we miss uh, you both. Yeah, and I'll be looking for some more rough Maya, Daddy. Yeah. And uh, this, go, go uh, ahead and give me watching, your, your, your rating. Well, watching his movie, I, I wouldn't mind getting if they have like and I'm sure they do like a box set. I'd I'd shell out some money to to yeah. uh, have all his stuff in a collection. Uh, my rating, I give it a nine. I loved it. Nice, loved it. Yeah, the and it was um, a short ahead. movie, but for what it was, I it hit on everything for me, and uh, it actually it was. It had enough uh, uh, good to be bad stuff in it. Mm-hmm. It had a pretty good violent ass action scene in it at the end, and uh, and let's not forget what I really liked about it the most: Charles Napier's dong. <laughs> um, I actually, I actually like Super Vixens better than this one. Um, I can watch that. I've never seen it. It's uh, I, what I wish is that Napier was badder than because he's a total bastard in Super Vixens. Ah. Uh. Um, I would have liked to have seen that. Um, I'm going to give this a 7.75. Uh, I I really really like it, but I've I, I've seen some Russ Meyer mm-hmm. that I like better, which I will compare it to. So, I actually uh, have Super Vixens too. So I don't know why the fuck I haven't watched it. I think I may be just I don't know remedying that today. Testosterone levels are down. They won't be later. <laughs> uh, cool. A 7.75 and a nine. <laughs> High praise. And gassy, gassy praise. So Ooh, let's neat. take a break. And I'm, I'm glad we, I'm glad we finished with that one because, ugh, yeah, mean trick. You know what? I think we talked more about the hour and and, and had a, a a more interesting and in depth discussion about a movie about big tits than we did about <laughs> an hour and forty five minute uh, turd fest. But that's to be. <laughs> Cool. Let's take another break and come back and do some feedback and wrap things up. Be right back. Hey, this is Scott of Married with Clickers. Tune in to hear my wife Kat and me discuss all sorts of movies. We'll cover everything from The Lost Weekend to Weekend at Bernie's. From The Big Sleep to Big Mama's House. Well, maybe not Big Mama's House. 
And the great thing about Kat is that she's not afraid to speak her mind. And would you be surprised to hear he was nominated for Best Actor that year? For that film? For that film. <laughs> but don't take my word for it. Just listen to what the Gentleman's Guide to Midnight Cinema has to say about our show. Oh, it's a husband and wife show, and they discuss movies and stuff. Yeah, a very wife husband show. High praise indeed. So come find us at marriedwithclickers.libsyn.com. It will save your life. Or maybe just help you kill an hour. back from break little ray charles get it charles charles Nape. yeah creep 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 actually that song is called mr charles blues so there you it, go it works and uh yeah rest in peace mr napier yeah jaw all right so uh let's uh, let's do some feedback shall we Let's do some feedback while I chew down on this uh, juicy, greasy piece of meat that I got in my hand. Yummy. Yeah, you didn't know I could bend over that far, did you? <laughs> you had to do something about that grease. Chomp, chomp, chomp. All right, so uh, this is from... Who is this from? Winston. Hope it's not somebody who won the fucking contest. Win- Winston. It is not. All right. Hello, <laughs> Zom. Hello, Loaf. Hello! I've finally caught up through episode seven, and I have to say congratulations. Out of a dozen podcasts I listened to, you quickly rose to the top of the ranks. Yeah. Yeah. You two mesh together well. Or, sorry, you two mesh well together, and you often have me laughing in hysterics. Oh, and, mm. you, sa- and you sound like me, so I think that has a lot to do with it. I, like Zom, reside in West Virginia. Yeehaw! <laughs> he said Virginia. I just added the Virginia part. Almost heaven. I like that you guys don't always agree on the scores you give, and I often agree and disagree with you both. Fuck him. <laughs> I thought Hobo with a shotgun was shit. <laughs> Fuck him. And I grew, I grew up with and loved Troma Flicks. I loved Reffin's Drive, and I also saw it twice in the theater, the first time alone and the second with company. The theme between the two movies that you review is a cool idea. Let's hope we can continue that. That's, that's like half of our conversations every day. Uh, I hope you guys have a long and flourishing podcast, and as long as you put out episodes, I will be listening. Thanks, Winston and Shame. Beckley Wet Vagina. Yeah, Beckley. That's, uh, oh, that's a long way, but still. That's um, that's down in like Matewan. He, do, he, uh, also, he, he also says, P.S., the Cincinnati Reds are greater than the Pittsburgh Pirates. Fuck you! And P.P.S., yeah, I'll Fuck the Red Sox. You. Fuck this guy. Yeah, fuck that guy. Hey, listen, you know what? I kind of like that guy to start with. But he finished, you know, he... Uh, he, went all, he went all... He went all... 
<laughs> that son of a bitch. You motherfucker down there. Let me tell you something, Daddy. You going down there hanging out with Jesco White down there in Beckley, West Virginia, hanging out with Jesco and Daniel Boone and all them other hillbilly rednecks down there. And I'm a hillbilly redneck myself, Daddy. So that's not a that's not an insult, Daddy. All right. Speaking of, thanks uh, for the email, dude. Thank you very much. Um, oh, and drive. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, drive is awesome. <laughs> um, we got uh, we got some feedback from uh, Al or Alan, the the winner of our single contest so far. Please, um, please tell me he got that fucking poster. <laughs> no, he doesn't say that yet. Um, hello, Loaf and Zom. Episode eight was great. I heard about Darktown Strutters earlier, and I should check it out sometime since it sounds like okay entertainment. However, Mr. Freedom sounds absolutely amazing, and I've never heard about it before. Not the uh, not that I remember at least. So this one needs to be checked out ASAP. Mm-hmm. That's it for this time. Keep digging out some interesting movies. Adios, Al. Or Adios, A-L. Al. Or maybe it's A-L. I don't know. It's all caps. It's Al. He's Alan. Alan. Oh, sorry, dude. <laughs> well, yeah, it, it's fine. Alan, Al. Oh, no. A-L. He won the poster. He is the king. He's still the king Wait of the minute. ring. I got a big piece of meat, and it's like stuck in my goozle, daddy. Al is the only man... Woman a child that stepped up to the battle royal to win the big poster of the Exile movie. And let me tell you something, baby. Next time we have a contest, a contest, somebody better step up and challenge <laughs> Big Al from overseas. Because let me tell you, baby, he bring it. He's the only one that had enough guts to step in the ring. Big Al. All right. Big Al. Oh, I'm totally caught unprepared here. Doing so, we got we got some uh, voicemails as well. Mm-hmm. All right, Eric Reanimator sent us a MP3 voicemail. Here we go. Very good. Very good. So I gotta ask, which one of you is Silva, and which one of you is Cole? What? Anyway, this is Eric Reanimator. Some feedback on your Michael Paré episode. I admit I have not seen Eddie and the Cruisers in its entirety. I am, however, a big fan of Streets of Fire. I own actually both films' soundtracks on vinyl. But the reason I am actually leaving this feedback is you guys mentioned a film in which Michael Bray fights with Adam Ant. That film is called World Gone Wild, and it is the after-the-bomb version of The Seven Samurai. For those who don't know... Almost every major after the bomb flick was based on a western. Mad Max, I'm sorry, Road Warrior is Shane, Neon City is Stagecoach, and World Gone Wild, Seven Samurai. In addition to Michael Pere, Bruce Dern, Adam Ant, also features uh, Julius A. Carey III, better known as the Shogun of Harlem, or Lloyd yeah. Fuller on Briscoe County Jr., for those who are of that persuasion. Also features my favorite ADB film actress, Catherine Mary Stewart, who, of course, was also in Night of the Comet and in a film I like called Scenes from the Goldmine and a film I like called Dudes. Uh, Michael Parade was really quite good in World Gone Wild, and uh, I actually saw it in the theater, and I actually own the VHS, and I wish that it would come out on blu-ray or dvd it'd be nice if they would package it with neon city the uh the stagecoach uh after the bomb flick starring 
Michael Ironside, Vanity, and Lyle Alzado. <laughs> One of you guys mentioned that the uh, music in Streets of Fire sounded like Meatloaf. That's because several of the songs were written by Jim Steinman, who was uh, Meatloaf's major collaborator during the 70s, and then again in the 90s. So no shock there. So right now I'm watching a Robert Rodriguez film that most people seem to have forgotten about called Road Racers. It's part of the Showtime Rebel Highway series. I'm wondering if Zom ever saw these. Uh, watching it again, kind of interesting after almost a decade since I've seen it last. Have Rob Lowe in it? Note that one of the stars <laughs> is a young John Fox from Winter's Bone. Speaking of Winter's Bone, I want to recommend you guys check out the film The Poker House, starring uh, Jennifer Lawrence, mm. and uh, written and directed by Tank Girl herself, Laura Petty. Mm. Interesting piece of work that kind of uh, dovetails nicely with the events of Winter's Bone. Anyways, I got a little music for you. Sounds kind of like Streets of Fire, but not really. And it's not Jim Steinman, but you guys might dig it. It's called Addicted to Bad Ideas. Catch you guys next Like time. this podcast. <laughs> This is a very musical podcast this week. That makes me fist pump, man. Fist pump. All right. This meat is so greasy. I love it. What kind of meat is it? I have another fucking heart attack. Um, I, horse? I don't know. Horse burger. Horse cool. Well, well, thanks, Eric, uh, for that. The that um, was let, let me that, that motherfucker. He put in some time on that baby. He brought it again. He uh, not again. He brought it. Uh, that's the kind of feedback. That's a professional feedback. <laughs> uh, the um, I, I, I'd have to take some notes on that one to write, write down a lot of the movies he. Uh, what did he say at first? Something. Which one of you is solo, and which one of you is which one's silver, which one's gold? Oh, <laughs> fuck! I thought he said solo. <laughs> I'm Mario von Peoples. <laughs> I did. I'm sorry. Laugh all you want. It's hard to hear when you're chewing. <gasps> Mr. Loaf. Mr. Loaf, if that's your real name. Oh, man, now I'm stuffed. I just ate a whole meal in five minutes. <laughs> I have that problem, too. Wait a minute, I gotta undo my pants. Ugh. So, yeah, the uh, I, I gotta check, I definitely gotta check out that, uh, the, <sighs> the post apocalyptic ones, the, the Michael Pare one. The, yeah, the, we'll be doing that one one of these days. Yeah, we'll do that one. And, um, so, yeah, so cool. Thanks, Eric. Um, and was the, the, the uh, Jennifer Lawrence? Mm. I have grown to love her. Yeah, she's really good. Yeah, unless she's she got a nice butt too. She got a nice big butt, big bottom. She don't have like a little skinny skinny uh, butt. She's got a, a, a nice big butt. All right, more voicemail. Here we go. Beat it with a car antenna. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, it's the Cinematicus Justin Oberholzer here calling in on. The talk of bad breath, and my tale isn't just one of halitosis, but it's of bad bo all around. <laughs> when I was in middle school, I, like most middle schoolers, rode the bus to and from school. Well, one of the kids that we had picked up smelled horribly. He had bad breath, bad yellow stained teeth, scra- scraggly hair that really looked like he needed some shampoo on it. Just <laughs> the whole nine yards, and just reeked. And obviously, he got picked on for this. 
somewhat rightfully so, but, you know, I'm against bullying. I've been bullied, so I tried to be the guy's friend as hard as it was to tolerate the smell, especially when he talked. But as it turned out, the guy was kind of an asshole. So after a while, I got pissed off, like too. That. So I kind of joined in on everybody else, not picking on him, but at least trying to talk him into showering, shaving, you know, brushing your teeth, all that good stuff. Everything that we're supposed to do, and we always all do, in a general day. So after a while, though, he just kept, we tried being nice about it, but he kept being a dick about it. It was all like, you know, it's my life. I had to blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, well, it's our life, too, and you're intruding on it with your bad odor. So we all kind of got pissed, including the bus driver. So we all pitched in, you know, brought anything we had from our house. And obviously the bus driver actually went out and bought some of this. We got a big old box. We just stuck in shampoo, toothbrush, toothpaste, deodorant, the whole, everything you could think of, conditioner. And we just gave it to him like this big box. We wrapped it up. And we had a little card on it that said, uh, whatever the kid's name was, well, we'll say Michael, uh, to Michael. Take a fucking bath. Take a bath. We didn't say fucking, but we said take a bath and brush your teeth, and we put it in there. He got really pissed off, but you know what? Fuck him, all right? Because, you know, you can do the whole, it's my life, blah, 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 but when it comes to odor and your teeth and all that, especially your breath and all that, you're intruding on other people's life. You stay in your house or whatever, fine, I get that, or obviously homeless, I get that too, because you really can't take care of that. But if you live a normal day-to-day life, brush your teeth. Get to shower because it's annoying. And you know what? I want to know what his parents were doing because I can tell you right here, right now, every parent struggles to get their kid to brush their teeth, you know, take a bath and all that. But I, just like by most most people's parents, mine just threw me in the damn tub or forced me to brush my teeth when they wash my mouth out with soap. So fuck his parents, too. All right, thought you guys were my one now. Bye. Uh, I stink right now. I really need a shower. Five years ago, little Billy committed suicide. <laughs> little Michael. What the fuck? Fuck him. Fuck that Michael bastard. That's stinky. That stinky motherfucker. Yet to find, and I'm attracted to to women, um, I have yet to find a person of the opposite sex that liked, that was attracted to or liked men with bad breath or shit breath. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you have halitosis, it's it's a medical condition. If it's just from not brushing your teeth, man, dude, you're going to want to get some uh, poontang every once in a blue moon. Brush them goddamn gums and scrape that that, that tongue. Uh, and, you know, I don't think there's probably any guys or chicks that, you know, like chicks or guys that would like that either. It's a uh, thing that you need to – it's personal hygiene. And that plaque that builds up in your mouth, that can cause you to have – Heart problems later on in your life. That's fucked up. Like how weak? How weak are we that fucking dirty teeth can give us a heart attack? Just, I remember the sucks. first time that my dad told me to put deodorant on. You know, when you hit puberty, you start mm-hmm. to stink because you get them hormones going and jizz is coming out your nostrils and your <laughs> ear holes and everything. And uh, my dad, the big fucking goofball that he is, he walks in one day and throws me. I'm sitting on the couch, and he throws me a um, thing of men and speed stick, and he goes, you need to start putting this on. And I was like, why? <laughs> he said, I can't remember. He said something like, you stink or something like that. I said, I don't. I got pissed. I got offended because I was a little kid, you know, probably like 12 years old or something. I said, I don't stink. And he goes, you stink. <laughs> start putting that on, God damn it. And then after that, I started putting it on. And now I get all these compliments. All the ladies that love to smell my pits. <laughs> they just walk up. 
Like, here, smell this. Uh, All right, more voicemail. <laughs> wash your ass. Yeah. Wash the butthole. I have no idea if this is real or not. What do you want? Do it now. Call me back. I'm interested in expanding. And we would like to see if some type of a merger can be accomplished. Don't wait. Don't hesitate. Call me now. <laughs> All right, man. No idea what that is. that is either all right we got one more <laughs> here we go a more familiar voice here zom and wolf metal mikey i'm gonna try and hey, be more precise because i realized i kind of flew off the handle on the last episode <laughs> i know let me let me just say they know to crack mikey i'm so proud that gentleman's guide that he gets like two months behind on them and he would call in like every other month or so we're yeah. getting this motherfucker calling in every week let me say, gentlemen's guide. Awesome. We we win in the Mikey contest. Metal Mikey is. Uh, let me tell you, if he's going to be at Horror Hound, we are we are going to wrestle. <laughs> it's going to be amazing. And it's going to be me and Loaf in a handicap match against Metal Mikey. <laughs> you ready, Mikey? All right, bring sorry. it. It was not being method, Mikey. No, no, you, your show provokes so many thoughts in me that I just gotta explode. Fourth. Mm. But there's a little rain in end, thankfully. So let me just get on with my thoughts. First off, I think it's because uh, maybe you sorry, both threatened me with my very own mortality in this episode because you both made me nearly choke to get to death with your Danny Trejo telemaster concept. I, I was this close. This close to being wiped out from this mortal frame. See, he said something. We talked about Danny Trejo last week. I can't fucking remember what it was. Danny Trejo and what? Or two weeks ago? I don't know. You listen to the show like eight times every week, so you should go listen. listen. <laughs> I know, but I could. I couldn't hear what he was saying. Something about, I, I don't remember what. I, I, some, I don't remember. Sorry. God damn it! You son uh, of a bitch! No, I ran you fucking it in. Speak up! I kept it in, and oh. Oh, yes, I will also mention that Zom brought up Uma Thurman. And this is a controversial point of view. I've been given shit about it before. But I am willing to say I will take Uma Thurman at any stage of her career. You know, be it her 80s, 90s output, or even right now. You know, Uma, come on over, baby. The room is always open for you. I will not kick you out of bed or getting cracker crumbs in there or whatever you're eating all the time. And I only have one movie to comment on, but I guess this is actually a benefit because I have a movie to talk about, which is Tetsuo the Iron Man. I believe I first saw it when it first originally came out on VHS. Uh, I'm not exactly sure. I will agree with your ratings, though. I mean, your ratings for the film were very fair and magnanimous. And it's not that like I hate the movie. It's just sort of like I can guarantee you it's definitely one that I don't really revisit all that often because it is such a massive... I saw on the fences. 
And I can also guarantee you this. If it's shown at an anime convention, it is not going to get, you know, your standard female conventioneers who are all about the anime movie of the day. And having sex with Metal Mike. Moist. Not even yeah. if they throw themselves at me at that point. I'll just drag them <laughs> into the Tetsuo, the Iron Man train room, and they'll just dry up. Wither up like a moist towelette left overnight <laughs> in a desert area. And that did not make any sense, but oh well. That was a dusty pontification. I'll have that actually scored my memory. But I wanted to offer up a retraction. I did not want to strip any controversy. So I will say this. For all the lovely lady listeners of Silva and Gold, and indeed of my own show, Extra Traction, I don't care about your shape. I only just use the example of bigger girls in my past life that I have dated having shit breasts because they actually had poor hygiene. That is not a statement to be said about body size. Because you know what? I like my girls with curves, okay? You don't need to get yourself all skinny for me. Just have a natural curve. Work them, honey. Work them. But anyways, <laughs> another fantastic show of silver and gold. And I look forward to talking to you again soon. All right? Take it easy, fellas. Bye-bye. How can I tell you about my love for Metal Mikey? Let me tell you something, Metal Mikey. You know what I you know what I like? What kind of women I like? Ones with vaginas. <laughs> He's the best. I mean, honest to God, the guy is the fucking the tower of power. He's the man of the hour. Too sweet to be sour. But if you don't fucking speak up when you call that goddamn line, you need to go deliver. Go back a couple weeks ago and see if you can figure out the Danny Trejo thing. Oh my God. I listened to this fucking shit enough already. <laughs> I, don't, I have not listened to our show yet. It's Are you not, serious? Not serious. You think we're being really successful? All those downloads are fucking me. <laughs> I listen uh. to our show every fucking day. I swear to God, if I'm cutting grass, I don't listen to anything else anymore. I'm sorry, guys, but the rest of your podcast, I, I can't. I'm I am so narcissistic. <laughs> I have a problem. Uh, I'm going to make my own podcast where I just sit here and talk into uh, lame wi- and uh, what the fuck's the other thing called that Guitar Hero thing. <laughs> what? It's breaking down. It's the end of the show. <laughs> oh God! Run away oh while God, you can. Son of a bitch! Almost heaven. All right, that's it for voice uh, for feedback. Actually, voice feedback. It says for the the e back, if you will, or something. What's the feedback line number? The feedback line number two zero six three three nine sixteen hundred. And what's the email number? number. The email number <laughs> is one eight hundred silva gold podcast at gmail dot com. Minus the one eight hundred part. Well, there you go, and um. And find us on silverandgold.com. Find us on iTunes. That group, that that Facebook group. The Facebook group, Daddy. We're on there, and I don't know what's wrong with you people. Every day I get on there, there's somebody that wants to join that group. Yeah, it's it's like weird. What abomination! You, uh, all all you people, uh, posting all these like ass shots and Charles Napier's dong, and I keep leaving them open on my phone. And fucking, I go to work. 
and I and I have to show somebody something on my phone, and I hit it, I turn it on, and that's right. still there. I'm like, oh, 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 no, you didn't right. see that. That, that was me. I know. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well, well, ladies, ladies, send us uh, your Russ Myers comments. Yes. Uh, and your, and, and your uh, shit breath stories. Shit breath, stank butt, uh, itchy butt. Like if you've ever had like itchy butt <laughs> and when you're at work and you can't scratch and you have to sit there and take it. Danny Trejo, Andre the Giant. Danny Trejo, uh, Andre the Giant stories. If you've ever had sex with Danny Trejo or Andre the Giant. Okay, now listen. If Andre the Giant and Danny Trejo were having sex, who would be on the bottom? <laughs> no, I'd see Andre on his back and Trejo just riding that shit. <laughs> Trejo is on fucking Sons of Anarchy. Mm-hmm. God, he is like five feet tall. Oh, is he? Yeah. He is so short. He's uh, no Eric Roberts. He is no Eric Roberts. Okay, so uh, next week. I'd fuck Uma, too. <laughs> Uma's hot. The, uh, we're going to do some... Old and she's had kids now, too, so she's, <laughs> she can feed you. We're going to do an old cars double feature. No idea if the first movie even has old cars in it, but we're going to do what looks to be either a Brazilian or Portuguese film called The Man of the Year, or I'm not even going to try to say the Portuguese name. Uh, basically, it's a used car salesman that becomes vigilante after dyeing his hair, and he kind of looks like uh, Anthony Kiedis on the cover. Yes. And then we're going to do Alex Cox's film from 1984 called Repo Man with Emilio, we love Cox. Emilio Estevez, and we love Alex Cox and my Cox. and uh, Oh, and Harry Dean Stanton's in it, too. Harry Cox. Harry Cox, Dean Stanton is in it, too. So, yeah, Repo Man and The Man of the Year. I guess we the, the man double feature next week too. So uh, we'll see. Brazilian, it's Brazilian. Man of the year is Brazilian. Yes, everybody that listens to the podcast has to go get a Brazilian before you listen to it. Get all that nappy hair peeled off down in the groin, the taint in the bubble area, and metal. let's dub it together. And uh, Zom's totally almost said metal, Mikey. Zom's totally getting a uh, share uh, uh, auto tuned here at the end. So we're completely falling apart again so yeah come back next week for some fun and uh some more brazilian and hair and andre talk do you believe in love that's love i feel wait i can uh, fuck i don't even know the words <laughs> you know don't you be fucking a snob to me i can wait what is it i can believe in life after love I can feel something inside me say, Jesus Christ. We'll see you guys next week. Until then, this is Loaf Oot. Zom Oot. Ria.